0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys,
3: Rich and James On One Nation Radio Alright, this is Kenny Omega We're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, Thanks Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm James Bond to hear me out Rich Lott What's going on man? I'm a lot better than the New Jersey Nets,
0: and I call them the New Jersey Nets, and don't care if they move to Brooklyn because neither do the people in Brooklyn. So, um, yeah, I'm chilling. I'm ready to get to it. Um, how are you, James?
3: <sighs> I, I don't know where to start. Okay, actually, no, no, that, no. I, I know. I know where to start. I know where to start. Let, where to start. Let's do some. Let's go. First. Let's go. All right. So here we gonna go. Are we gonna talk about? At what point do we talk about the series and then get to the, the three between Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons? What, what order would you like those four to uh, those four uh, to go in?
0: Okay, we'll, we'll do. We're gonna say Ben Simmons for last because uh, he he got to feel it.
3: Okay, um, so if, if that's how you if that's how you're going, then uh, we're gonna go with the series first.
0: Yeah. um but before we do that so like uh shout everyone that is hearing this in podcast form if you guys join us on the on the streams you do have the ability to subscribe to the live streams now which is pretty cool shouts out to a couple of our listeners that had actually like informed me of like an extra step i had to take to make that possible so i guess that works in conjunction with the bits that we've been talking about uh as well as if you're on the live stream you can hit uh, myself on the Cash App, you can hit James on the PayPal. However, you want to do that to support the show. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all. But uh, there is a pack uh, that needs to be fired up at this point, James. And uh, there was, apparently there was a broom that that came out as well.
3: Yeah. Okay, so I gotta say I saw Game One of this series in in Boston, and Kyrie went. Just nuclear in in um, the fourth quarter of that game, and the way that Tatum, you know, there they got that one stop by trapping Kyrie late, and then um, and then Kyrie made a mistake, and then you know ran out the clock, shot clock ran down, he threw it up top to Durant, and uh, either Tatum or Jalen Brown was all over him. He had to throw throw up a prayer, bounced off. They decided not to call a timeout. Came up the floor, ball ends up. Um, in Jalen Brown drives it down the court, ends ends up dishing out on the corner or free throw line and it out to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, he really wanted to shoot that fucking ball with all his heart, but people were running <laughs> out at him at full force and he held it last second. And, um, luckily, Jason Tatum was trailing the play and he kept cutting. And as he, uh, as Marcus Smart got into, uh, into the paint, he saw him and then he dumped it off to Tatum. Kyrie didn't see, kind of got blindsided by, Tatum appearing so late, there's only so much he could do. Um Tatum has the presence of mind to make the spin move and then lay it in game time. And I'm like, this was a great fucking game. This series is gonna go down to the wire. These crowds are gonna be fantastic. And then
0: And this two, look, we we had, you know, Kyrie saluting people from behind yeah. with the middle fingers. That's what made it, it so that.
3: awesome was the fact that he was like, he was giving it back to the crowd while he was giving them fucking work. And I was like, this is this is gonna be awesome. And then, you know, games – all these games, except for the last one, were all relatively – these games were games where, like, no one got blown out,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
3: Like, or or the Nets would have the lead and they would lose the lead or, like, the game would be close, but, like, the games weren't as close as the scores indicated because it would be like, damn, like, the last – the games three and four, they're both like – man, these games are both, like, within 10 points, but it's like – you never at any point felt like the Celtics were going to, you know, ever get stopped enough to for the Nets could, or Nets were never getting enough stops to where they could actually make it a game. It was just like, after that point, they were just basically jacking up shots between them, and they just had to be going in on both sides until like the last three minutes of the, of the games ended in the games three and four. But it was just shocking to see for me, like, Kevin Durant look like that. I've never seen him play that bad in games two and three in particular, like obviously he balled in game four, but like the series already over. Um, that was weird. Kyrie was really quiet after game one. Really, really quiet. I think he averaged like 16 points last three games of the series. Um, and you know, just watching the series, looking back over is like, we should have known this. Like not only do we know the Nets were going to play defense and weren't going to rebound because, uh, because they don't have, they, they don't have enough bigs or whatever quality bigs. Like, the the same thing that happened to the Nets the last couple years after Kyrie left with Kimball Walker, it got exposed that, like, they don't have one Kimball Walker. They have, like, three of them. Like, having small... Like, we've seen this from years, like, teams like the Clippers um, when they had Chris Paul and J.J. Reddick starting backcourt. Like, when you have a small backcourt, you're going to get fucking pounded by bigger wings. And when you have Marcus Smart, who's a shooting guard playing power forward, um, Tatum... And and Jalen Brown and they're you know all of them are you know that's like a six three six four and then a bunch of, and another two or six seven ish, uh, six eight ish like there were it was a long day at the office and like weirdly watching Durant get guarded by Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum it reminded me almost of like 2007 Dirk being guarded by Captain by by Captain Jack by Jack by Stephen Jackson and like and like Matt, Matt Barnes, Barnes. Was, like. They're obviously they don't have the limp to 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 you know challenge his shot most shots, but like he they're almost like pushing him off the spot and getting underneath him in a way that like we haven't really seen happen to him since like the Memphis series when Tony Allen put, was putting him in jail in 2014 at times. Yeah. So, um, it, was, well, and, it was and
0: it wasn't going to be as simple for uh, for him, and it will not be as simple as him to just start lifting weights now. Like yeah. he's gone 15 years without lifting weights. Uh, yeah. As Brian Danielson once said, "There's not enough weights he can lift over <laughs> a summer to to build uh, himself back up and like and build that that uh that want to for wanting to commit to the weight room." So like that stuff is gonna yeah. like as as he ages, it's gonna be like you know what essentially gets him out of here.
3: Right. And my question is, how much is that people actually saying? Is how much is this my 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 crazy cousin Alex saying that nonsense? Because I, he's the only person I've, I've heard mention that.
0: That's just for him.
3: Yeah. Okay. 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 Because It's like, nah, man. this like, and that's the thing. Looking up, you, you look up, and in a flash, we're in year fifteen, or we just saw year fifteen of Kevin Durant in a flash, right? right. Um, like Kyrie, what year twelve? Right. Yeah. So, um, it was it was just um weird to see, like the Kyrie thing. I can I can I can get it at certain points, like. But we don't know
0: if he's on this planet at times. So like he, yeah, we don't know where his head's at at a given day.
3: Yeah. Plus the fasting thing, which is like a, this new element, which is like when did this become a thing? Because this was never a thing with him ever before. It's like oh, so he changed religions. Well, I'm not going to get into I'm not going to get into that well, right now. But like just just been a watch long this. time
0: since he played in the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Well he played a little bit last year and he got hurt and he ended up missing, you know, the rest of that, uh, he missed yeah, as it went deeper and got to the second round or whatever else. But it mm-hmm. was just, um, it was just really weird to see like two dudes like Kyrie and, Dur- and Durant both just kind of get like uh, worn down slash didn't want it in a way. Um, cause I, you know, like I'm not, I don't think it's the end of the world. You know, I think at this point, like outside of Michael Jordan, like pretty much every superstar, like F. Kevin Durant Ilk has like one bad series or one series is like this where he's like, yo, this person was not the person that he's been, you know, outside of the rest of his career except for this one. Um so literally Jordan's like the only one. <laughs> like it's, it's fucking ridiculous, like literally Jordan's the only one. But um, yeah, so I it just seeing Jason Tatum like I mean, you know, I kind of, I kind of thought Jalen Brown. Um, I thought there was more to Jalen Brown than just being a person that might make an All Star game or two, like in the bubble in 2020, when like they're, you know, the the Heat were beating them down. Jason Tatum is he's only getting bad shots. He's only getting a bad diet of shots. The only person that can get to the hoop is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown taking upon himself to get into the paint and create from there. And I was like, this is something that he was not capable of doing last year the year before and all that kind of stuff right so I was like okay this is gonna be an all-star Tatum me and you were like Tatum's gonna be a multiple-time all-star we saw that shit by his rookie year we were like oh yeah this this is gonna be a multiple-time star now that I think he's gonna be like you know a potential first-team all-nba guy going in the future I didn't necessarily think that but that looks like that's on the table for him now
0: yeah, it it was, it was almost like a, like a real life change of the guard or real time change of the guard. I, I felt good about the Celtics before the series. Um, it, and what it is looking like right now across all the series is and, you know, over the league, like is like these teams that are, these microwave teams are getting exposed, thinking it's a game when they're like, oh, we can just get the seventh seed and then we'll just we'll just try to roll in there. And this has been true the last couple of years. We'll just try to roll in there as a seventh seed and then try to take take down these teams that are gelling, that are growing together, that are like, you know, the Celtics have been together quietly for five years now. And it's like, of course, they, they were going to be, beat these guys that were barely playing together that. I don't know if they played 20 games together this season. Uh,
3: I think, I think Kyrie and Durant play like 21 games together all year.
0: <laughs> like, you know, and, like
3: Kyrie only played like Kyrie didn't even play 30 games this year. He scored like things like 26, some shit like that.
0: Like it's teams like the bucks, like the, like the Suns that, that have just kind of added Chris Paul to this well-tuned, well-built machine. Like, and it's like these teams that are like taking like they're basically, we're, we're coming out of last decade into a new one and they have completely, um, you know, like 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 them being together, like and and all that, is proven to be more valuable than these microwave teams that that are just kind of hoping, you know, to come together and accomplish something, rather than the people that have been building and putting it all together. Like, um, we can take a look at like the the Raptors have a foundation in p- place, and they look like they could shock the Sixers right now. Um, the Sixers kind of have like. One foot in both uh, philosophies,
3: I feel like. But well, I think they're. I think they're. You know, obviously they have Embiid, but like don't even be wrong. Like they still, you know, like they still that core they had when they had Seth Curry still, and they traded him to get uh, Harden and all that. Like they they took a chunk of what their roster was at the beginning of the year to get that, and like Harden, even before the season, st- or the place st- or the postseason started, like Harden did not look like outside like the first two weeks. In Philly, he did not look like the James Harden we had saw last year, and you know from two thousand twelve to two thousand twenty one. And like that's the shit we talk about when people were always on him about like, bro, forget, forget like the playoff chokes or whatever else. It's like, bro, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> add Memphis
0: Yo. to add Memphis, Yo. add Minnesota to to teams that are that are being built. John ja In addition, just, of course, to the Warriors.
3: Bro, John ja Morant just caught this shit back below his waist to on somebody.
0: Please tell me it was Carl Anthony Towns.
3: No, it was uh, uh Malik Beasley he dunked on. Okay.
0: Okay. I wish oh, it was Carl Anthony Towns, but
3: um, holy shit. But um, Memphis, uh, no. another
0: team that, like you know, these these teams are being well built through the draft and they're, they're scouting and you know developing guys, and it's like,
3: hey man, no nah, no, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on man. Nike, Adidas, Jordan, whoever, uh, New Balance, um, Under Armour, I don't know who has these shoe deals. Who has? Young. Hey man, you stupid. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Devin Booker and John Murray need their fucking shoes. I'm sorry, <laughs> they need fucking shoes. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care about your whole thing about there's only five players in the league that can have it own central line. Bullshit. If they can do shit like that, <laughs> they need their fucking shoes. Uh-oh. Oh my bro, pull up on Twitter, bro. Pull. I gotta
0: pull it up on Twitter. Oh all my right, god, we'll that's a,
3: it's an all time dunk. It's an all time dunk. It's an all time dunk, especially because it's in the playoffs. Like. It's basically like the guard version of of a team at Oh on. my god! <laughs> yes, it's like the, it's like the uh, it's like the the guard version of t at two hands wanna... <laughs> bro. It's like the guard version of t at dunking on uh, Sean Bradley. Oh, that's D'Angelo Russell. There, no, wait, wait. It'll pull up. You'll pull up when you see Ja Morant dunking this dude. Um. Oh, that's an old one.
0: Oh, that's an old one. My fault. Right. Hold on. And that one was
3: even insane. Hold on.
0: A lot of people saying, best dunk I've ever seen. Best it, dunk crazy dunk.
3: Bro, it's an all-time dunk. It's an all-time dunk. Okay, I got it.
0: Good fucking
3: God. <laughs> he detonated on that dude, bro. He detonated on that man. He, ex- he exploded on that man.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. Yeah, bro.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never, whoever that is, Malik Beasley, you need to leave the league. Like you got to, you got to go. You got to sit out the rest of the season. Ask Ben Simmons how to do it.
3: All right. So you were talking about, uh, you were about continuity with with NBA teams.
0: Yes, and, and, and it's proven It feel like it's it's going back to the old way a little bit. And you know, I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of it, especially like last year, like the Bucks and like what they were doing, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Suns even doing like what with Chris Paul, I feel like you know that's I, I feel like that's still like a natural progression of their team. It is because
3: like, you know it's it's you build your team, you get close, you trade for one final piece to try to get you to the top. Like the same thing the Bucks did with Drew Holiday. Like right. I don't like it's not like it's like, not like we're gonna that, sh- like we're gonna you know we have nothing or we may have one piece and we are just going to like. Then, like, turn over the entire roster over to, you know, all max level players and then a bunch of replace level players along the way. And
0: this was the this was the big problem with the Nets. Like and then both of us are familiar with that book that came out. I've never in my life seen an organization bend over backwards uh to please a a set of players and like let this set of players and then we hear Kyrie talking about he looks forward to running the team with joe and sean i'm like in what fucking reality like like is he coming from like he is like so completely on another planet it may be flat who knows but (laughs) it's like what makes you think that you of all people who can barely show up as it is when you're on the court in the playoffs. Um, and then who knows if you're even going to make it to the court based off of any various, you know, outside of the, of the court things. I feel like the, it, this is a major L for the player empowerment stuff. And, and it shows the value of organizations. Like these, these people have jobs for a reason. They have the job of a coach for a reason, a job of a general manager for a reason. Like, trying to circumvent the process to have everything cater for you is blown up in the Nets face in a way that I've never, never seen it before. Um, yeah. Now the Lakers are pretty bad right now. But they want the a way, fucking title. The, like, like we, we got a title out of it and it's gone to hell since, but yeah, uh, agreed.
1: Agreed. But and, this and, right and here, the, they couldn't yeah. even get out of round. They have won one playoff series in three years. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing about it is like,
0: bro, This is a way bigger failure than the 2004 Lakers. Eons worse.
3: Yeah. Like, the the thing that kills me, or not kills me, but the thing that's, like, just surprising to me is, like, just last year, they smoked the Celtics in five games. Smoked them. Like, when the way they beat them last year, because they still had Kyrie before Kyrie, you know, uh, had the injury, and we were like, yo, what? We were thought there. We, we saw them three together. Finally, we were like, "Yo, what the fuck is this? What are we going to do?" As a, like offensively, like, what, there's no answer for this. And even then, like they still almost made the final or made the East Conference Finals. If Durant's f- foot is a shoe size shorter, they still would have made the finals and may have won the title. And like to go from that to this, it's like, how did these? You know, obviously, you know, they had a team that had talent with DenWitty and Karis Averd and Jared Allen. Um, and then they traded all these pieces away to then, you know to they traded Allen in particular to get James Harden. They didn't want to start, you know, and then you had like the players telling uh uh Chucky Atkins, don't start Jared Allen. We want to start DeAndre Jordan, even though know, he's had a fork out stuck in his back since like Since what? The
0: players are bad scouts.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there it's the same reason why like the GM doc, River shit didn't work. It was like, you picked the people that were good when you played or, or the last people you remember were good. And like, they're no, they're not good anymore. And you still think because they look the same, they're still good. And like, and that, and the thing that like gets me is with this particular team is like, if you, if you want to, there are a few people in the league that I'd be, I'd be like, look, if this is my franchise, I think of the average franchise, I feel like this person could help. I would want to seek a partnership with this player uh, whatever else it would it would be like LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. The problem is, it's not just Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant plus his homeboy and his home- and like this is a thing.
0: And Kyrie's the leader, right? And that's where I was getting at. Like, like I'm I'm sorry, Kevin yeah. Durant. How many how many times have we heard Kevin Durant talk about all I want to do is hoop? All, all I, all I to care do. about that's is playing the do. game. And I'm sorry, bro. That's not the job. Like right. the job is more than just hoop. The job right. is leadership. The yep. job is like. Like going and
3: answering you know. the tough questions, being able to being able to like own up to some shit maybe you're not comfortable with and stepping out of your comfort zone. Right. Like if and, all you and, want to do is ball, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Like and that's the thing where we're not gonna give LeBron too much credit on this, but like when LeBron uh was trying to get uh um Tyronn Lue in there to coach, it was because like there would have been one person in at least one person in the building that would have been able to stand LeBron and be like, no, that's bullshit. Fuck that. We're not doing that. Cause, Le- cause LeBron has that. Cause Ty Lewis had that track record of telling LeBron no, or you're not doing enough. He's all, he-
2: mm-hmm.
3: so like, at least he had the self-awareness be like, maybe there might be times where I will fuck, but I need somebody to hold me accountable when need be as opposed to just look the other way because I'm LeBron James. Kevin Durant doesn't have that they so
0: They don't need a coach, and, and damn, damn, yeah, look like they didn't have effort.
3: one. Collaborative effort. Remember that collaborative
0: effort. Um. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Uh. I couldn't imagine leaving the Golden State Warriors for Ky- Kyrie Irving. Uh. Essentially. Uh. I. Just one of the most baffling, dumbest decisions in the history of the league. Uh. In, in the history of any league. Um. <laughs> um the, then uh we got Kyrie. we mentioned we talked about him and he's got contract uh you know concerns and stuff going forward he's his resume starts to look shakier his uh every year every year and, we get past year,
3: 2016 it looks like
0: and, and then like you add up like the amount of games that he's played for a lot of his season seasons and stuff like that and it's like bro like you're on the court for like actually how much of the available games Bro, uh, I in think, your I career? Think,
3: I think he's only played like s- the equivalent of sixty games in a season, like four times ever.
0: Yeah, that's 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 insane. That's like, and, and it's it's not necessarily obviously a lot of these like it.
3: stupid injuries and the knickknack stuff, or whatever. And so like, don't get me wrong. Like a a lot of that is injury, but some of the stuff is like the last two years or three years or three seasons, three seasons, and two years, has been, like, shit that has, like, bro, you're not the, not everybody cannot show up to work for shit like this. And,
0: and then, and then, I've saved the best for last, Ben Simmons, bring your ass to the stage. I saw A man who has quit on his college, his country, and now his team, um, multiple teams, Because I don't know why. Because he's mentally fragile. He's a loser. He's a bum. He's weak.
3: You know, last year, was that like June when they got eliminated last year? Because, you know, the season was, you know. Yeah. I think it was June last year. We fucking tuned him up. And I was like, you know, I still, I I still giving this dude a benefit of the doubt in, you know, I just like, nah, he can't play in Philly ever again. Like I was so I was so upset for Embiid, how much I like Embiid as a player in his game and what it took for him to get from Kansas and losing the weight and, and the back injury. And like a lot of people thought he wasn't even going to be able to play this this many games, let alone this, and, to, didn't do this. And to be like left, you know, stuck with this fucking guy that has no heart. Uh, no. And somehow I have even less respect for him now, a year later. He like look, all of this man, stuff.
0: Man didn't play and his value went down. Unbelievable.
3: Yeah. Like he um look, there is some there is some bail I'm willing to shoot him on the um mental health stuff. But I'm gonna use a Vamati Jones uh line. I am not far enough in my journey to absolve him of everything that is going on um like at some point you have to play basketball like people t- people have talked about the ridiculous al- or not ridiculous like the colorful outfit she's been wearing whatever else that are attention getting because the whole backdrop of you know the the uh, Brooklyn crowd and the in the Brooklyn sweatsuits are all black and he's he's out here looking like any that, he had, had, dre- he had her dressing like like young Drew with all the, all you know yeah. flip flop colors and whatever else i don't really care like you where, wear where, it doesn't it, that doesn't bother me i don't care uh apparently about some people i i I would say chill out but um it is something to be said about like
0: look it wasn't uh, like this man was showing up to the game dressed like walt frazier or something
3: it's it's um it's something to be said about like yes the the organization not to put him in that position they should have just ruled him out and then if he was ready to play they could have just changed that ruling there's no rule against that however like, Ben Simmons was saying, was talking and, and saying, like, I'm ready to go this, that, and the third, and then, like, when, it's, when, when the chips are down, when the chips are down, and they need a big defender, a big wing defender, instead of all these small fucking guys, except for Kevin Durant, oh, my, my back. You're, you're back again. Like, I...
1: This
0: phantom back injury that's that's come up out of out of nowhere. This
3: back this back injury that never ever pulled that never showed up at any point until after he uh he you know after he got he left the, the that one practice when he was getting fined money to start showing up to Sixers camp. Then he showed up and then he also has a back injury and then like it hasn't been resolved since then. But now he's ready. But now he's not. And like see you in October next year or, or see you in October. In a few in a, in a couple seasons, like or se- seasons of the of the year, I'm just like, "Hey, man! Like, it'd be one thing for me if like people still, you know, saying they like, think this is a legitimate injury, but the reporting on this is that nobody fucking believes him. He's a boy. He's the, he's the boy who cried wolf. He he has zero credibility in these streets. Face carding for a damn, ain't worth a damn. And like, if." If everybody else feels this way, that I gotta say, like the people that are around this reporting this, am I supposed to believe him?
0: This is a heartless quitter who's a play, who's afraid to play offense on the basketball court. Like, I don't get it. Uh, a couple comments: uh, Dylan says Ben Simmons is the quitter that motherfuckers thought CM Punk was for years. Kreidler uh, says Ben Simmons was selling the back
3: like Matt Jackson. Um, <laughs> Um, nah, nah. Matt Jackson sells a back better than him. Still, that's like we actually we you could be out halfway believing that Matt Jackson's back was fucked up. He, well, how how bad was his back fucked up for? He had he was working most for like a year, two years. He's
0: working for like three years.
3: Well, at some point he realized he got worked, but yeah. like from basically like 2018 through 2019 or something like that, or maybe 2017 2019. He was like, you know, I don't know, you know, his back. Like he was, you know, what he was talking about, Matt. Jackson's back. The way he's talking about Tanahashi and that in tri- that biceps. <laughs> yeah, yep. man. You just got to get it worked on. You just got to you got yeah, to take, take time off. I don't know. You can't just can't just thug it. On. You can't just thug it out like this. You can't just do it. And shut up. He's working you. <laughs> but um. yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah Ben yeah. Simmons. Um, like a man who embarrassed the people from his country. Um, he's a he's just. I've never had less respect for a professional athlete than I do for Ben Simmons. It's like you are the you played in Philadelphia for six or seven years. You are the reverse Allen Iverson. You are someone that does not wear your heart on your sleeve. You are someone that the teammates cannot trust at under any circumstances you can't deal with an ounce of criticism you have the nope. thinnest skin I've ever seen
3: bro do you remember do you remember those quotes that came out about like out of his camp um, before the season started when we were at the impasse about like the money and whether or not he was going to show up and he was talking about how he was still upset about like the, the, uh, after he got eliminated what, what Embiid and, and Doc River said and all Doc River said was he was asked the question of do you think that Ben Simmons could be the point guard of a championship team and his answer was I don't know right now and then Embiid said, "Like you know, I think the change. I think the, the, the turning point of the game was when um our guy uh, decided not to dunk a basketball. <laughs> like that's not criticism, or that, that's not overly harsh criticism. Like what is
0: Solve like, to, to see? Yeah,
3: yeah solved. solved. And to see what like Marcus Smart said about Jalen Brown and and um Jason Tatum earlier in this year about how like they're not." They're not sending guys up to facilitate this at a third. And then Marcus Smart said, you know what? We don't have facilitators since we, you know, did the trade to get rid of uh, uh Kemba Walker. I'm going to put upon myself the base to become the, the facto point guard for this team. And he's the one that brings the ball up. He's the one that's, that's, you know, it's a shared thing between those three with the ball up top. And it's like, do you see, do you see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Like, just like, nah, get me out of here. No, they're like, okay. I got criticized. I'll say this: think of the stuff that think of the um the stuff that that Kyrie as a shoot first point guard has had to hear about him not being able to facilitate and set up stuff or whatever else. Think of like can you imagine Ben Simmons walking into Philly in the way that uh that Kyrie was walking into Boston and gave him what thirty nine no. no.
0: Look, and they were teammates. These were the two people that Kevin Durant had to depend on, which makes it just even funnier, where it's like you go from this model of just con- this machine of consistency, back-breaking excellence over, yeah. over half a decade, and then literally for the unknown. Look, and look, who knows that a gold pandemic is going to come? Who knows that you have an anti-vaxxer, flat-earth teammate who, yeah. you know, has has to now fast uh who knows that you're going to end up t- uh trading for for James Harden and then he's going to be looking at like Kyrie like hey man why are y'all letting this dude get away with this and yep. then he's going to like you know what get me the fuck out of here and then y'all essentially traded uh James Harden for Seth Curry and um oh Andre Drummond Yeah. Look, and the rest of the roster is just in shambles. Like, like Patty Mills, like is a solid player. Uh, Joe, Joe, uh, what's his name? White dude. Uh, oh, he's hurt, he's, hurt. He's, hurt he's hurt all year, but he's hurt all year. Exactly. like back so next year. They're just filling in holes. Yeah, they're filling in holes. Like, like pulling but, dudes but like Bruce thing. Brown out of nowhere. His thing
3: though, right? I mean, given how Joe Harris performed in the playoffs, uh, every time he's been in the playoffs, <laughs> has he exact? Is he what did they exactly miss him? What are you gonna do? Oh, he missed more open wide open threes.
0: Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, absolutely, like, and, and they – does Ben Simmons have less trade value now or last year?
3: I mean, he's a year older, so it had to, to be less, right?
0: I would think it would be less because at least last year he still got traded for James Harden. Who's going to trade for him now?
3: <laughs> yeah, they're stuck with that one. They're stuck – they're not the – like, look, I would not – I, I, I suggest they don't do anything rash or whatever. And but then again, like I said, the same shit about the Clippers. Uh, the year after the bubble when they blew that three one lead, but you know the injuries because Kyrie blew out his, or sorry uh, Kawhi brought blew, blew out his ACL or whatever else the next year. Um, so we we still haven't seen that football team in a playoff thing since the bubble. Um, but like, bring both of the asses back. Tell Kyrie they need to tell Kyrie we're not putting up with your bullshit or whatever else. And they got us be they got to have some honest conversations with each other about this, and they said, "Let's run this shit back, and we'll see how this goes." Now, if they fail after that, give it one year, and after that, then it's like, "All right, well, this shit just ain't gonna work. We have to ride this shit out, or we got to find places for people to go after that." I say, I say, blow it up next year as opposed to blow it up this year. Yeah, am I am I, I, am I, I being too am I giving them too much patience? Patience? N-
0: uh, no, because like you can argue that they just still haven't even seen what it all looks like, but it just keeps blowing up as right. they're trying as they're trying to get out in the blocks with this shit. And right. it's just like, is it going to be even worth it by the time we get to that point? Um, But Kevin Durant has to take control of this team. Yes, like whatever, whatever happens, like, yes, you know, does. as far as, you know, from the player's standpoint, like seed some of that control back, you know, y'all are not playing NBA 2K, my GM mode in real life. Y'all need to stop this. Like, yep. Like, let the organization organize, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. And Fuck. It's like, you see that team that they had, you know, and it turns to, like, what happened with the Clippers um, when, in the bubble, where it's like, you look at the team they had before uh, Paul George and Kawhi showed up, and it's like, there's a bun in the heads of, like, we had this tight-knit thing, we held each other accountable, and these two show up, and, like, y'all can't say none to them because they, of their status in the league. And then, like, is that with the with the NES Plus like they've gotten rid of everyone? Like I think I think Claxton's like the only person left from the team yep. originally.
0: Yep. A lot of Lakers stuff is similar with that too. Like there's no one, like it's it's all been turned over at this point. So yeah. um yeah. yeah, but I guess we should get to pro wrestling. Uh Ben Simmons,
1: suck a Frank. Oh my god. You know, god.
0: And, you, and, and,
3: speaking of that, do you have that music? You know what? <laughs> I can find it. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, well, you know your version of it. Your version of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Just make sure to cut it after he says, "I'm gassed." Okay. Um. So,
0: give me one moment here, right. and I will find it, and I will play it on the stream. Yeah,
3: I'll play it the everyone. stream, and i add it in post on uh, on the podcast. But but if, yeah, if you was, uh,
0: if you feel for me, I yeah will I'll, be able I'll do that.
3: To- I'll do that. I just uh. I just can't believe that like Kevin Durant looked like that. And I understand it's year 15 or whatever else, but like I've never seen him so out of source, like on a, on the court. And then it was like impassive. Like he missed what game two. He was zero for 10 in the second half. And then game three, like he, I think he took like one shot in the fourth quarter. And then like, you know, basically And the thing I do like, I still like was why I still like, I'm not, going to ever write off KD is like after game three, he basically was like, he owned up to it. He was like, I fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. There was no hiding. There was no, you know, what you going, you know, what excuse do you have? He's like, nah, man. Like I sometimes, you know, I think about often about how, you know, am I in my am I in my teammates way by doing, you know, cause I'm, I, you know, everybody's to score like, you know, the balance between, you know, taking a back seat and, and let make sure everybody else is like get their touches. So they don't like, you know, same, you know the, the you know the balance that we always, he always hear about the stars were like whether it's Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. We have heard for our entire lives when you're that when you're that kind of special. And he yeah. talked about like you know sometimes I think about it too much. I'm just in my head on hand. I just gotta you know kind of just go back to base. And you see what he did in the first quarter of that game four. He's like, okay, this isn't some he was just, This is a bad situation. Also, like Steve Nash. No
1: it's,
0: it's, they, it's they gotta, almost like gotta, gotta, if they gotta only they
3: they got to install the offense run set plays they can't just rely on someone just being up top and getting to a roll spot the ball and, out. and yeah run the ball out offense like you it's one like we saw this in okc when we see westbrook waiting forever to try to see that man come off a pin down and get open and then eventually he'd be like fuck this just Fifteen, there's like twelve seconds left on the shot clock. I'm about to make some bad, make some bad decision instead because I'm tired of waiting to get this Look, dude the ball.
0: If if only there was an offense that Kevin Durant had experience playing in that where all that stuff was taken care of for him. If if only that existed. Yes, that's true. That's true. All right, I found uh, the music, but uh, it is official. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and all Elite Wrestling have announced the Forbidden Door and. Uh, a lot of fans were happy about this. We'll get to uh, you know, the people that you tried know. to, yeah, you know, oh yeah. We'll get to the, to to those folks. But uh, we came across a post from a guy named NK underscore Preach. I believe uh, this gentleman is from the United Kingdom. Uh, so let's take a listen to what he had to say. I actually ended up throwing an instrumental over it. So,
2: hey yo, I don't want to hear shit from all that, of you wrestling that, that, niggas that, that, that. AEWX New Japan is happening. You niggas is trash. Your favorite company is trash. I don't care what company you, you like. If it ain't AEW, if it ain't New Japan, sucker, glizzy. Fuck out here, eh, niggas. It's time. It's time, you bitch ass niggas. G29. TK, I knew Japan put you bitch-ass niggas on notice. Fuck out of here. Suck a sucker, Suck a Frank. I'm gas.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so,
0: <laughs> tremendous. So, yes, um, yes uh, for the Doors here, um, and I think a lot of people are going to be happy uh when this show happens. I'm gonna be happy when this show happens. I think the timing is great too. Um I feel like the you know this is you know the the origins and earliest traces of AEW start in New Japan. Yep. Um I actually like that AEW was able to establish itself as its own uh kind of thing. It wasn't like New Japan was say if this happened in 2019, it's almost like well what history and infrastructure and backbone to you and you know, what are you really known for AEW? Is it just new Japan just carrying? Um, and I don't think that's going to be the case here. It's like, they're coming in and it's like AEW already has its own like fan base following seen mountains of success on pay-per-view and, you know, getting renewals uh, with TV money and everything. It's its own, you know, kind of flagship promotion in its own right. And I think both companies come in kind of, looking for something from the other now, like new Japan is trying to reestablish their, their North American, um, you know, foothold, I I would say like, and a lot of these guys, like, even though, you know, they've, they've been on shows like, uh, of course in, in the MSG one before, um, and this one feels like a much more even playing field. It wasn't just like always just like, you know, riding the bus as 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 New Japan rolled into town. Like it's, it's not like that. This is a lot more even. I feel like uh, I feel like mm-hmm. AW does have the upper hand um, at this point, but they are you know, these companies have already been working together. They've already been having guys lose to each other like with no problem both ways and, and you know things like that and i think you know like be aware like you know there's probably going to be some tag matches there's going to be like, I, I think i have more confidence this week that there's going to be some big singles matches that i did last week um uh-huh. and also uh i th- would i feel much better thinking we might see kenny than we did last week as well hmm. um Oh, because of the
3: uh, Twitter stuff today or last few days,
0: he's been real. You know, like when Kenny starts like tweeting, I I just be like, all right. So he must be be feeling a little better, Uh, because usually that man will just fall off the map, disappear or whatever. But uh, I. I'm very excited about this and I think I think it's gonna be good for New Japan because you know it's a good way to you know get people kind of checking for what they're doing because they've quietly been trying to put it together you know after you know a couple of rough years I would say um, you know you know that evil stuff didn't go over well around these parts um, <laughs> that you know a, a lot of the, the confusion with the g ones and the uh, the two the two uh like the the G1s, G G1 one finals, G one wins, the briefcases getting moved around, a lot of that stuff didn't go um, you know, over well here. Like Keeman Strong style was like done awesome throughout this whole time. If you guys you know have been following along with that. Um like, you know, see, yeah, look, look at that endorsement. Hey <laughs> um but yeah, like and you know they're they're actually recording tonight, so check our show, check their show. We're probably gonna have like two different perspectives on it. But the thing that I'm most excited about is, like, a lot of these guys are still novelty, fresh acts here. And yeah. we're going to, like, I can think of just a million great matches between these two companies I, I want to see.
3: Yeah. Um, if they do this once a year, like, don't number right. run out of matches. Hell, if they did this twice a year, they wouldn't run out of matches. Because um, there's always new people. Like, eventually you'll have, you know... Um, Um, Yuya, and you'll have, uh, Renarita, and you'll have, um, and they'll be higher up the card or whatever else. Shota, whenever he comes back or whatever else. So, um, I'm interested to see how, how ticket sales go. Like, you know, we're all gonna watch it, right? Um, so that's not, that's not the concern. It'll be covered. We'll talk about it. I'm sure it'll be a great show and all that. Um, I think the thing for me is, um, just, I wonder what, given how cool, um, cooled off New Japan Pro Wrestling has been since t- from 2019 to now, cause of the pandemic and the crap clouds and them doing so many, you have to double up on shows to, you know, to break even on shit. Like they've, um, they're not as popular as they once were. And obviously, you know, COVID and the touring that's fucked up a lot of stuff from bring, being able to bring in people um you know for a tour and didn't go away like we saw when um at at the beginning of 2020 when uh was it january late january 2020 i think when they were in saint pete the coliseum like we saw we had tanahashi Mm -hmm. like they ain't been back here since then i don't believe so um
0: uh he was on resurgence last year i totally forgot about that
3: okay yeah you're right you're right you're right um but they were going to be more than just him it's going to be a bunch of people like like you know so it was just um this is a great way this this greatly helped me and also you know a lot of the stuff that happened was like you know hurt feelings of you are our guys and you know we left or whatever else and now we got to you know reset this and we got to find new white boys to push um uh, and, how's it going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they got Saber and Osprey and then like Cobb's doing pretty well. You know, some of the Gaijins, they ain't been back in a minute, you know? Uh, it, but, uh, yeah, it was just, um, they, they really need it And also like now that AEW's more established, they know that like it's not some flash in the pan thing and they're not like some joke and like Tony Khan's not some money mark. So that, that was also, that's also a big part of it of, you know, of, and he actually respects them in a way that was like, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't some, something they want to come across in WWE. They'd be like, WWE's on some get down and lay down shit. Yeah, and, about and, that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> WWE, uh, I, I think that's a major L for, uh, for Nick Khan and uh, everyone that was. Thinking some WWE and New Japan partnership was going to happen last year that mysteriously had all their tweets disappear when you know we wanted to bring these uh, things back to the light. Uh, I, I think Tony Khan called it shot like Babe Ruth in that one promo, um, essentially saying there's only you know there's I've been working there's with only
3: for one con in the yes. wrestling business and shit. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. was still that was still kind of like uh, what is he doing? Hey, it makes more okay. sense now, but it's still like why are we? He Why are you shooting us, shots at Nick Khan? He told
0: us. he Look, that man knows the enemy. He he knows who the enemy is. I guess you so. You know, but um, as far as, like, you know, saying he's been putting stuff together with, with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, he was talking about Yuji Nagata. And it's, like, yep. the audience, like, AEW's, like, already shown, like, you know, when when Satoshi Kojima comes in, they get a re- he gets a reaction. When Ishii comes in, you know, the crowd goes yep. crazy. Like, this is a, like. Noro
3: Suzuki jay white yeah right
0: and, and it's like if the if any new japan is going to work with anyone it, ne- it needs to be with AEW for the sake of pro wrestling like and then it led to this ridiculous um you know uh you know of course with the positivity of the announcement there have to be people that are not so positive about it they want to start talking about how does this appeal to the casual fan and why they can't grow and da 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 and uh joe lands on voice of wrestling actually uh, has something great behind the paywall and uh, and uh rich uh they went and talked about uh and also rent Russell nomics E. W is the company that's growing year to year, which is you know, something that is either underreported, not reported, misreported, right? And then WWE is like, well, like they're trotting out things like watch time and all these like goofy metrics that you can't like really quantify,
3: of, like really what they mean. Um, or if they, or if they even necessarily matter. Correct. And not to I say think, they don't, but we don't know if they do or not. Right.
0: And, you know, I, I thought a lot of this was like, uh, was, you know, when good news happens for AEW, there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of ways that you know people can throw water on it like there are people instantly saying well what about the are the women going to be in this and all this stuff and it's like i don't know maybe (laughs) like what's stopping them from booking a, a AEW women's title match oh nothing oh okay um and Whether it's that, whether it's the the want for the mythical casual fan, this is not the company for the casual fan. Uh, I don't know what needs to happen on the show to get people to know that, but like putting these uh, these imaginary people in the place of like you know saying what AEW needs to capture, just because uh, you know for twenty years it's just been done this one way, right? But all throughout this last half decade. There's always, there's been this energy beyond WWE that that TK I feel like is captured with AEW and the elite and then new japan pro wrestling coming in now and this is like you know how all in was like the early culmination of all that stuff where we felt like hey there's like this thing's bigger than actually maybe what we think it is Mm -hmm. like this is like uh this is them going commercial with it essentially like (laughs) if that was like the big you know legendary mix that was the gangster Grills version of that shit you know whatever this is the major label album of like yo of, of we doing like shit for, for people that really love pro wrestling that have followed, you know, that follow shit around the world. Like, mm-hmm. that it's not like, like, it doesn't, like, we don't care about fucking Johnny Knoxville, like that kind of shit. It's like, all right, what did that lead to for you? Like, <laughs> like, like, we're talking about all these things that cash, they can't ever tell us what casual fans actually like. It's just like, no, nah, they won't like that. And it's like, who cares about them? AW's audience spends money lots of it and is consistently spent more money over time. So I don't know what the fuck people are talking about, honestly.
3: Yeah. And I w- we started this back when we were, you know, this show more or less for, you know, a good chunk of time for about a year was the Wednesday night, Wednesday night war show. And mm-hmm. we were just like, the, we- Maybe I don't know about you, but I know me. I was like, I don't give a fuck about these ratings. Like other than other than like is the show going to get can- are either these shows going to get canceled? Okay, no. Okay, hop back to the mat, back to the shows and how well they did or not. So, um for me, like I don't I don't like the other TV shows I watch, I don't care about the ratings. I don't like I care about the raw rating. It I care about the raw ratings and the fact of like trying to figure out like who could they maybe push, who maybe having something going for them. we at a time of the year when like people don't or you know like football season when, like and also the uh, the the time change where like people just don't give a flying fuck about the third hour. When as WWE like looking at how they've laid out their show, how the show like the stuff I hear, stuff I see about the show, like did they give up on like the third hour? Like, that's the kind of, that's really the only kind of stuff with that number, with like the numbers that I really care about. Like, demo wise, SmackDown's doing well. Raw's uh, doing pretty good. Um, NXT's been a disaster. Um,
0: To put it rightly.
3: And uh, Rampage, I'm sorry, uh, Dynamite's doing well. Rampage is doing well for its time slot. So, like, we're pretty, we're we're pretty like the pro wrestling, the major pro wrestling, WWE, AEW, pro wrestling is doing pretty well. Like so, if there's something to really talk about, is like how good are these shows? And like so, you know that's why I, I don't really get. Oh my god, um, wow, Memphis just took lead off of John. Morant. So if you,
0: if you want AEW to WWE, just watch WWE. That's what it's
3: there for. Yeah, and you know the casual fans, like I, I get what you're, I get what they're trying to say. But like the casual fan thinking, just like it's too nebulous. It's the just way too nebulous me. to try to figure. You can't. It. You know. Like it. You're trying to. Basically, what you're saying is you're trying to chase after water that uh, and hold it in your hand. Like nah. Like I, I mean, it would be nice if that's what he wants to do. Like, and you know, you know, seeing some, seeing you know Rosario Dawson, seeing to do the try to or not try to, but going forward with the Paige Van Zant thing, um, you know, having Mike Tyson and stuff like that, you can't say that they haven't tried to pop a rating or whatever else based off of bringing in a Celebrity or book a match to try to get, you know, people in, bringing back Sting, bringing in CM Punk, having, uh, you know, um, Bret Hart show up at uh, the, you know, bringing the introduce us to the, the world title belt, like, they've done some of this stuff they wanted to bring in rick flair they can't bring in rick flair so like when people say this i was like do you really mean this or are you just or are you just saying like well it's basically effectively well it's not wwe and if you are fine but like just be real about it there's no like, if, you, if you just prefer wwe you prefer wwe fine i think you're crazy but whatever
0: yeah. Uh I can't imagine thinking about New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW and then saying, "Well, what what about the casual fan? Is, what about these
3: matches, nigga? Like I don't like <laughs> right. right. Like um so like and also it's like, why do I care about the casual fan when I'm pretty sure these tickets are all going to sell? Out. Like I feel I'm, like this I'm pretty is I'm, I'm pretty confident these tickets are all going to sell. Like whether or not they're, you know whether or not they're going to sell 150,000 uh pay-per-view buys that's another thing, but like as far as selling the house, they're gonna do that.
0: Yeah, um I, I think it's I think it's a lot of faux concern, you know, just like Lots of other uh, things, starting with the trucks and then <laughs> going forward. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'd love to see a lot of these matches. Like, I, I'd love to see a match like, you know, for example, like a uh, like Sammy Guevara versus Hiromu uh, Takahashi, something like that. See who's really crazy on pay-per-view, you know. Uh, someone really may die in that match. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'd love to see uh, Hangman and Shingo. Uh, You know, Shingo's like, I know he's, he has a King of pro wrestling thing now. Uh, I don't know if that would deter him from getting a a championship match uh, or something like that. Um, you know, Tetsuya Naito gave gave a great interview today. I actually saved um, what he said. And I think this is great because beyond like, you know, the we are the world aspect of this thing, there needs to be like a little juice here. I feel yeah. like there needs to be yeah. some competition. There, there needs to be some shit talk. And yeah. Tetsuya Not Naito this, provided that,
3: exi- you know, pure exhibition, man. Some of these have to have some heat. And Naito right. and you know Naito is a shit stirrer. He always has been.
0: So he said uh, through. He said he plans to issue no challenge for this show. There is no wrestler I want to come out. Want to call out Naito says through a translator. The reason is simple. Wrestlers in AEW will all gather and shout. I want to wrestle Tetsuya Naito and I want to fight Los Ingobernables Ingo- de Japón. It isn't hard to see this happening. It won't take long before it does. I love it. Um, Like, we need somebody to, and then that sets the table for someone to call him out. Don't know who that'll be, but, uh, you know, there there are a lot of people that are prideful and happy about being in AEW. And, you know, probably want want to get the dub. So, you know, I I started watching wrestling because of, uh, you know, WCW versus New Japan, like, in 1995. This is right up my alley. This is full circle for me, damn near.
3: Yeah. Uh, Real quick before we move on. Memphis had a one-point lead. They miss a shot. They go back up the floor with like tw- 26 seconds left. Uh, Memphis up, and Minnesota has the ball. Bro, D'Angelo Russell dribbled the ball out, dribbled the air out the ball and then pulled up from like 12 feet, missed it, didn't even hit the rim, and Memphis just made two free throws. They're up three now. and they, uh, They're calling timeout to uh, to find a play to get a three to send overtime. It's like D'Angelo, you don't know, get this fucking ball out of your hand to get that
2: shit to Anthony,
3: Anthony <laughs> or to uh, Anthony Andrews or sorry uh, sorry uh, to uh, to Edwards. What are you doing? Uh, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just uh, I I don't I don't have any really any really any expectations for this show outside of just wanting to, to have like at least a uh, uh, one or two or three big singles matches where they you know each company trades a win or whatever else and then like they set up for a year or six months from now to do it again That's all I want yeah them, like just be just do more just do more to than than uh night three or russell kingdom just do more
1: yeah.
0: Um, I would love to see like even if like uh like Kenny and Will Osprey were talking to each other on Twitter today and Will was asking Kenny asking if he was gonna be ready for Chicago, Kenny was like, "Yeah, maybe, never know. Mm-hmm. So And they've been
3: and they've been at each other like a for months now. Yeah, ain't just now
0: I'd oh, love to see it shit.
3: Uh and sure enough, guess who makes a corner three to tie up the game?
0: Ant man. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure so a lot of people are throwing around the CM Punk versus Okada main, main event possibility. And I got to say, I don't see it like because
1: it's one, just a, Okada's put, put the IWGP
0: champion. Yeah, it, one, Okada's the IWGP champion. Unless you think he's losing it to Naito um, and then main eventing anyway uh over him when Naito has the IWGP title and comes to America. I don't know how that works, right? I don't. I don't know how you how you get around that and do that, right? I,
3: I know how that works, but you know. You tell. I mean, you tell me who like the the elite have a better uh, relationship with. They didn't call Naito to come to All In. They they called Okada.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. So they think
3: higher. Like, they think higher of him than they think of Naito.
0: Right. Like, it, and it, it, and I think a lot of people do so. Um, you know, CM Punk, do you want to – Zach
3: Van Oden's on us for the like discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfuckers. motherfuckers. And
0: and Diogo brings up a great point. (laughs) CM Punk versus Okada right now in Chicago would be a big main event, but neither would be in a good position to lose. And that's why, you know, I'm saying it's like Okada's the champ and Punk shouldn't lose in Chicago. Um, then Dylan said, Paige and Okada. Only problem there, they're both still the champions. And if yeah. you're gonna beat one of them, like they're still like that's why I feel like a match of like a Hangman versus Shingo would be like because all- you know
3: Shing- you know Shingo Shingo's gonna lose, but that's not the point, right? Yeah. Um, do, S- like S-
0: or or Okada and then serve him up somebody big from AEW, like whether it's Danielson or whoever. Is there like- anybody
3: that he owes a W? He owes a he owes a he needs to get a win from from like a G one or something." Um, I would oh, have boy Cole! look. John. Um, has made a layup. Now they're up two. One second left in the game. Let me take a look. No timeouts.
0: Like, or Adam Cole, as I, as I mentioned last week, uh, you you have no problem beating Adam Cole. Um, Okada and Moxley, <laughs> they, they were friends um, at one point, but they could do that match as well. But Moxley seems like he's got smoke for Tanahashi. Um, yeah, I mean, and
3: also there's still the part where, like, what happened at, at uh, Windy City Riot. So it's like they could do Osprey and – and Moxley again after that disputed finish, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh,
0: you know, um, after you, that, you bring back a mural or something like that, and give him a IWGB title match, something like that.
3: Um, yeah. After the layup, uh, Minnesota didn't have any timeouts, so they had to hurt. So uh, Carlton Towns had to hurl up like a eighty foot like thing that didn't even touch, come close. So Memphis won.
0: Right, like so. So I think those are you know. I th- I would expect that kind of title match, um, you know. And if they go above that, awesome. You know, let them figure it out. If they yeah. want to book Punk versus Okada, all right, cool. F- figure it out then. Like, <laughs> like, like we know the pitfalls. But are you gonna either a have the heart to beat somebody right. or or swap a belt somewhere? You know, like it would be really cool if like you know one of them ROH TV titles change hands and goes to somebody for a little while you Mm -hmm. know the tnt title might happen to to go to you know uh someone that's going to be here for like six weeks or something and then they drop it back like there's there's just tons of cool possibilities that i'm really excited for and then like you know they've like i want to see shit all night as far as like people walking around backstage interacting with each other like (laughs) you know you can get your all your comedy goofy people like you know, uh, crossing up with each other. You can have MJF, like, seeing a lot in the House of Torture, you know, see, seeing those guys would be, be awesome guys, you know, shit like that. Like, there's there's just a lot of, like, you know, you can have Keith Lee running into Kojima and then they talk about eating bread and shit. Like, you can... <laughs> you,
1: <laughs> you
3: can have nah. Dustin Rose and Yujin Nagata, like, House you know, of Black get, and House of Torture together, and then they meet each other, and then they realize, like, yeah, they both evil, but, like, we, 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 we wrestle over here. Y'all don't.
0: Yeah. Like you see Dustin Rose run to Yuji Nagata and be like, you know, respect,
3: you know, <sighs> you know,
0: um, you know, you have John Silver. Uh, Yano come, and Orange Cassidy. Right. Or Dan Housen, whoever. Yeah. Um, you have Hook, you know, face off with one of their like young lions somewhere. Like, you know, there's there's just tons of shit like you can you can do. Like, um you know, but I'm very excited about it and, and can't wait for it to pretty much happen. Um Yeah, yes, yes, I agree, Diogo. Um he said he loves punk, but I don't need to see him try to do a one hour draw. Yes, I d I don't need it either. Nah, um not at, this, not, not at this not at this stage. Absolutely um, not. But yeah, man, um there was also um something else uh, that came up today that lit Twitter on fire that I just like stayed all the way away from because why at this point um becky lynch did an interview um with let's see drew garabo live so they have a show here in lakeland actually on saturday um probably about an hour away from where james and i are yeah and um i think it's like saturday night's main event it's like a house show or something she was doing promotion and uh she was asked if women at that other place Cause you're not allowed to say, you know, the name and in the interviews or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> um, so, and, and a lot of this stuff is in character. So that's why, ah, okay. I, I didn't quite, but you know, she raised up a couple things that was like, hold on. Like I, I, know where, where, where the gimmick stops. And then like, you know, whatever. Um, she was asked uh, if women at that other place motivate her to raise the bar even more Becky said, The AEW women's division isn't represented in the way that women in WWE are. And frankly, they don't get as much time as women in WWE. Frankly, the AEW women's division isn't as good as WWE's. And then she said, I wish I could say yes, but unfortunately, I don't think they're represented. Blah, blah, blah. She said, We on Raw certainly have the best women's division in the world. In the world. And I say that without any hesitation in my voice. We have the best divi- women's division in the world, and yeah, competition is great. It's great for there to be another place, and I have a very good friend, Ruby Soho, over there, and I would love to see her as the champion one day. I would love to see her getting the spotlight she deserves. Competition is always great, but over here, we're just on another another level right now, man. We're on another level. Um, These, these quotes are just... Hilarious in some aspects, as Becky says these things. There was just a SmackDown that featured no women's matches. There was just a Raw that had one women's match. There was just a WrestleMania that had w- one night that had one women's match on it. um There was a Queen's Crown tournament that <laughs> just got completely smoked.
3: Um, was it like eight, eight <laughs> matches in seventeen minutes or something like that, or less than twenty minutes for sure.
0: Yes, the the Queen's Crown has got smoked several times, but there's going to be two tournaments that smoke. Uh, By the time the dust settles, from all these quotes, there's going to have been two women's tournaments in AEW that have smoked the last women's tournament that they've done uh, in WWE in match quality and time. Um, Becky did a lot of the the best division in the world stuff, and I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. Um, But the the thing like, these things take a a life of their own, like in as far as like, you know, I, I don't really care about her saying that best division in the world stuff. Like, that's like, you know, that's kind of what you say to her. There are Impact wrestlers crying on the internet right now and saying Dave Meltzer uh, is not, or the, the country of Japan is not going to have sex with Dave Meltzer. And Impact wrestlers uh, are are sending this stuff out right now. So, uh, who said you this? know? Uh, Rosemary, whoever this person is. Um, but, yeah, it was a whole Japan... Because, uh, you know, this whole thing went on and on. And then the uh, there was a person that said, hey, you know, everyone can argue about WWE and AEW. Impacts, you know, where where it's at. Da-da-da-da-da. Dave dunks on someone says, stardom is the best women's wrestling in the world. And then uh, a... Impact wrestler um, (laughs) quotes Dave and says, Japan is not going to fuck you, Dave. And it's like, one, he didn't say Japan. He said stardom (laughs) Two, stop being so insecure. Three, the impact wrestlers have a history of doing this with Dave and being upset that he doesn't really, you know, fuck with the promotion. But. Um, as far as what Becky was saying, um, like I said, don't really care about the best promotion in the world stuff. The, the thing is, you know, we're talking about the they don't get time as much as much time as WWE. And uh, they are not as represented as the way we are. I'm like, is that is that really true?
3: Um, I think. I think that they have, maybe not now, but let's say before, um, was it 2008? Was it November November 4th, 2008? Or, or when they end up on SmackDown? SmackDown went to uh, Fox, right? Uh,
0: 2019, I believe it was. I,
3: uh, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, because it was all the same, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, because it was all the same weekend as um as Dynamite showing on on, yeah yes yeah yeah so yeah so basically from that point forward, it seems like from what I have can glean from looking at numbers and stuff, it seems like there's been less investment in women's wrestling than there had been from like up to that point from like 2015 ish to uh then um but they still have the i don't want to say been for the doubt but they still have the stars that were built up from that, that time so that's the horsewoman that's oscar um that is ronda rousey um now that she's back and you know basically since then the only other person they've they really been brought up to that kind of level has been bianca um they they try and fail with Lacey Evans they're trying again and by all accounts people that that I, that I that I you know see on my timeline that talk about it like they can't stand it and it's almost like if she had this great story maybe you shouldn't have brought her out as this shitty heel for multiple years and then start re- have her come back and try to get your sympathy then like they shouldn't reverse um, and people you know people talked about like People backstage believed her because of the story. is like, well, why the fuck are you bring it out as a hill off rip? That's dumb. Um, but whatever, you know, they had their own prerogative. So, um, but yeah, they're still living off of basically the works of the Horsewoman, Asuka and um, from from you know prior years. It's still um, in Rhonda, and you know, <sighs> now that they have less time or stuff and stuff or whatever else, you know. Uh, they, you know, it's not like um, their storylines are so sophisticated or or adult or layered or whatever else. Um, but they do have the benefit of history like that when you see, you know, uh, you see um, Sasha and you see Becky and they have a feud in like 2019 or whatever else it, you, you kind of they, they've already done that work. Like this is a chapter of what they've already done, as opposed to w- or AEW, where it's like everything is still so new. And it's that, everything's
0: like, building. Like
3: everything's still building, and the things you're building isn't nearly as uh, invested as the time that WWE did put into um, at the time back then. So, like that's and that's the thing when we when you know mean you talk about and I've said you know ad nauseum about like either you're going to do it or you don't or you're not. And, like, if you don't, you know, you're just if you're going to rely on getting to the five year, the five, or five years from now, and seeing Rosa versus, um, versus Britt, then to say like, look at this story that they've told over five years, I don't think you've really gotten them in the door to where like people filled them in that way outside of the part where like, you know, they have had, uh, they they tried to have two crazy matches and one of them was great, um. And, you know, they're still working on that thing. Like, they still only have two or three stars. Still only have three or three bankable stars, if you will. Um, and two other ones that I would say are stars. Um, is that enough for a division? Yes. Uh, I just think that they don't have the time to... They, they haven't put in the time. And it's going to take time, but it's also going to take more time out of these shows to get there. And if they don't, they, you know we'll be saying, we'll look back and be like, well, we saw this shit from like almost day one that they weren't putting in this time. They were throwing them in, you know, at like that 920 slot or whatever. Um so, you know, I I you know, in a way, in a roundabout way I'm basically saying like I don't know how much better WWE's women's division is than or any either WWE <laughs> women's division is better than AEW's women's division. I just know that like at least WWE has the rep to la- of the last, you know, six years still live off of
2: mm-hmm.
0: like they had they had an, an entire like developmental territory like testing yeah. that whole thing that they eventually put on their main show uh right. after years and kicking and screaming so like the for me the the rush to essentially make aw have to compete on that level with them from day well, one from day one, is it feels a little. It's disingenuous. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. I can't. Especially when there's no Chris Jericho. There's no Kenny Omega. There's like these are all new. Like they're new people. Like Jade is a new person to wrestling. Um, for example, Britt never had a. I'm sorry, thirty-one yeah,
3: matches or whatever.
0: Britt never never really had a shot on a national stage like this. Uh, Thunder Rosa, similar. Like a lot of their stars, like, are working with. And to to Maggie's point, limited time. And it's like this. AEW is way more competitive than WWE. I feel like WWE has more programming hours uh, throughout the week. They have like different ways. to They have a much larger like social media following that they can blast stuff to. Um, and there's less time you know, on matches, right? There's and there's like less time. So it's 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 weird that you know it, it's something that. Is valid, but at the same time, it's like, all right, if it has to roll out at the box at day one, where does it grow to for, from one? Um, also, like, do we ignore everything else that like AW is already competing with out the box day one? Like, there are just some tools that are going to be sharper um than than others like we we talked about ben simmons right (laughs) like like earlier in the show and it's like he has a difficulty shooting the jumpers but we don't no one talks about how bad his defense is no one taught or how good his defense is uh you know he can rebound he can distribute you know these are all strengths of his and aw strengths are i think in a different area but i feel like they've like much in the Similar to the representation thing, which people have, like, tied these things together uh, as well. It's like, I think they (laughs) they've worked with what they had at a given particular time. And when it's like, okay, it's time to, hey, you have the tools that we feel like we can expect something. I feel like they've delivered in, you know every time essentially where it's like all right you have no stars oh, okay there's a couple of stars being created make people care about them people fucking care when thunder rosa won the belt so mm-hmm. um you know it's a process so like i don't think becky's totally out of line but she's also like taking like you know she's doing the thing so uh got got some good discussion out of it i think for the people that actually wanted to to approach this in good faith but then of course you know there was the the noise, the bullshit that was out. Yeah, so
3: uh, JML put in <laughs> um tweet in here, and I clicked on link and uh, look. Um, I'm looking. I'm just gonna look in the chat. I see Dylan in here. I see JML in here. Besides just us two, that you know that watch Joshi, you know that that watched and you know me that you know dabbles in Joshi, like you know outside of stardom, or whatever else, if you were to ask me what the best women's division in the world is, if you say, like, there's a difference between a promotion and a division, I would still take, like, AEW's, I'm sorry, I still would take like, stardom's, like, high speed or <laughs> or tag or or, uh, or trio's division before I take, like, what's happening right now, um, like, basically since um, NXT Black and Gold, like, their women's division went to shit. Like, so, yeah. that, that Look, I, man, I almost got
0: way. on Twitter and responded to the Impact Wrestler that Unagi Sayaka was packing up their entire company. Like, but I didn't, <sighs> right? But I almost did.
3: <laughs> I, that match with Kamitani would probably be the best match of the year, right?
0: <laughs> Look, they never talk about the
3: matches. Oh, no. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's funny because it's like, um, i looked at some of those comments under the underneath Meltzer thing, and they're like,
0: say general fear of the unknown, a fear yeah. of Japan, insecurity." Japan talking this. about,
3: well, what about the stories and promos? I was like, I mean, I can, I mean, I could send you a video of someone that did a fucking thirty minute essay uh, on Starlight Kid versus Izumi. That was a that was, that was a. Sell. I made it for a C pay per view, like. A thirty-minute essay? You got one of those. You got one of those for for uh, Ria and uh, and Live. I don't think you do. I don't. Hey,
0: hey, man, that that Live Morgan uh, will never win clip. It ages great, by the way.
2: <laughs> <sighs>
3: yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Dem- man. Dylan Dem- Dem- says Yuga Sakazaki is uh, smoking and in- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, JML says, give me that. Give me the Stardom hot division. <laughs> we got to get this shot off the ground. We got to come up with a name for it. We got to come up with a name for it. We got to get a belt for it. We got to do all that. Um,
0: but, but yeah, even if even if we have to like have the belt ourselves, like as a lineal championship, bro,
3: bro just this weekend, uh. There's a trios match between uh God's eye and, and stars and they started with, with, with Ida and, and Mirai, and they just picked up where they left off <laughs> from, from, from Sumo Hall. It was great. But uh for, like the first like five three, four five minutes of the match. But um yeah, I just uh I don't Well yeah. Like Yeah, uh Delon says uh Toki Joji Pro's uh top five impacts whole was Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Oh yeah, that that yeah.
0: I think that goes without saying.
3: Yeah, I mean sh- Shit, like you can take out me and, and you can. I still take, like, uh, basically from like Mizuki to like a car, you know, over them, yeah.
0: Um, uh, Crudler says, Where would uh, I'll go? Mii, actually,
3: no, I'll take I'll go even lower. I'll t- I'll throw in a uh, Miu Watanabe, too. Throw her in there,
0: and, and I think what Becky may be talking about with that raw women's roster, and then the you know, you can add the SmackDown one in there. It's like, man. You know, after you get past them first two, three names on each side, it gets yeah. rough, man. Yeah. Like, and people don't be ready to talk about that.
3: Yeah, like, you know, like you look her up and you're like, oh, okay, so how how many people are you going before you, before you end up getting to Zelina or uh, Dana? Carmella.
0: Brooke.
3: Carmella, yeah, Alexa Bliss
0: they right there. Can't miss them.
3: It ain't that far. It ain't that deep. It ain't, it ain't nearly that deep. So,
0: well, they, they luckily, they got Al- Oscar back. She's going to be apparently working with Becky, which just leaves me to wonder what Bianca's going to be doing that's compelling. I, I And, you know, th- these questions are, yeah. you, you know, these are questions that, that, that suddenly don't have answers uh, at, at certain points.
3: Yeah, I uh I just uh I haven't seen any of the of the Oscar return stuff. I heard people were very happy that she's back, you know. Um you know, she's one of the very few people um that could like actually get me to watch any of their stuff. So, uh, or at least like check it out on YouTube to see what's going on with them. Uh like that's not in a oh my god, something disastrous happened. You have to now like see the car wreck, but um but yeah, I I um I'll go I'll go um see what what's going on this week with with her and Becky or whatever else because you know they they all they do is have good matches when they end up uh, having you know in up on pay per view so um but yeah uh I, it just it's just weird it, it's just really weird um like the re- the daily rhetoric or the weekly rhetoric of any topic that pops up and how it's like immediately turns into a. And obviously, this was it was a question she's answering honestly, but, like, then it turns into, like, the bad faith stuff. And it's like, why Why is everybody, like, like this? Like, and then it's like, oh, well, you I know. I feel
0: like if, if people, like, talk to each other, like, and, you know, I don't really advocate for the spaces or stuff like that. But, like, if people were in person talking with each
3: other. They would not I be don't, to each other like this. They wouldn't try, do They're that. all trying to dunk on each other in, like, in a hundred and, or, sorry, uh. Uh, two hundred and forty characters, or two hundred eighty characters, whatever the fuck it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like there's, a, I, I think there's a way to talk about just about any of these stories that come up, right? But it is, um, you know, it, it's a thing, and, and this thing, this the wrestling war has brought a lot of, a lot of insecurity out of people, a lot of just like. Just being nasty to each other. I, I feel like like there's a way you can you can do it, and it's like, all right, you know, and you know it's. I I really question some of the stuff people tweet. Like, what like what makes them start with that? What makes you go with that line? You know. <laughs> so I enjoy doing that, but um, uh, because I'll drop that 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 prince on you quick now. Like that, what you putting in your nose?
3: And, and don't get me wrong, like you know we all we all partake in that stuff, that <laughs> shit too. Right? Like, I-, I forgot who it was. Mark Madness said some shit about Eric Bischoff and how Eric Bischoff was always trying to get the casual fan. Oh, yeah. Else, yeah, Brent, so like, yeah. Yeah, bring that to the f- light. Well, like, well, then what the fuck was 90, what, what the fuck was k 95? And what the fuck was, and people, he said, some, he said something like, you know, dream matches are, Aren't what it is like? Then why did like they immediately go to Flair Hogan when when Flair when Hogan showed up in WCW? And then his response wasn't like, "Oh my bad, I forgot," or whatever it was. What well, that shit didn't work. Call me when AEW does something. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh, you're you're one of them." Okay, I got you. You're a bullshitter. Got you. Okay, so he did do all this shit, and like your tweet is just like wildly dishonest. Okay, got you. And like he has thousands and thousands of viewers, and I like or, it, or uh, followers, and I got more likes than him. So you know, I won the ratio, I guess. Whatever. Yes, it's like
0: James. It sounds like.
1: So yeah, um,
3: yeah.
0: I guess we should talk about dynamite now. Okay.
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so uh, I believe the first match or Dynamite started with uh, CM Punk versus Dustin, right?
0: Yeah, um, overall on this show, I thought it was just all right. I, you know, Dynamite has such a high hit percentage for me. It's like, I think one of these shows comes around and it's just like, all right, it was there. Like there were, you know, there was some wrestling on it and then. I thought the announcement was the the big news, the big buzz, mm-hmm. the really drove the conversation on the night watching it. But um, CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes opened up the the night, and Jim Ross, you know, just listen to him on commentary. Like you would have thought we were watching, you know, Jack Briscoe versus Dory Funk, uh, <laughs> Savage Steamboat, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Man, I saw enough Bret Hart moves in the match, like in. I love Bret Hart, but God damn, bro, like y'all, like y'all carrying this real hard right now, man. And, you know, there was news about Bret Hart this week, you know, uh, like they have fucked around and like made the block hot and they may have fucked around and done this on purpose knowing all these guys like, hey man, let's get Bret paid. I felt like Bret was already like kind of signed anyway with WWE, but um, I don't. You know, they're doing a lot of Bret Hart stuff. Uh, let's just say that. But him and Dustin, yeah. I was bored, bro. I was bored. Really? I'm sorry. Yes.
3: I remember. Bored. So, you remember, I didn't watch this live. I missed it because I was wa- probably watching some playoff thing or whatever. else. maybe, you know, was catching up on sleep or something because, you know, that always happens with me. But uh ended up watching it later. I ended up watching like, right before Rampage on Friday. And I really liked this match. Now, mm-hmm. like, uh I didn't think it was some four star match. I don't know. I haven't looked a cage match. I have Days, no idea. Four. Oh, I gave it three and a half. I gave it three and a half. Uh I really liked it. Um I, I thought it you know I think I was doing like a live tweet thing in um the Largo loop thread while watching. I was like, I because I remember you saying mentioning somebody about like all the all the there's too much of his Brett stuff that that Punk is doing, and I'm watching, I'm like I'm calling. i have seen him do. I'm seeing him do the leg work, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I see the Brett stuff.
0: Come to find out, he's he's ripping a Bret Hart Gold Dust match directly off.
3: Yeah, and then the finish, the finish with the Ronakrit. I'm like, you, this some '92 Summer Slam ass shit here. Fuck you, like, it like, I was like, okay, it was. I like this match, however. You you might you know slow down, slow down. Don't just slow down a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I enjoyed the match. I gave to three and a half, as I said, but uh, it was, I thought it was a very good match. But I can see if you know, like, it is. I feel like as we have progressed more and more and more with um, featuring Kingston, the the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, seeing some more Joe here seeing Mino Suzuki here, seeing uh, Tomohiro Ishii here, like, you know, like, the of late, anyway, the game has came more my way, where it's like, we are now watching more ass-beating wrestling than the flying of late, um, and then, like, when you have that, like, you throw in, like, this classic match, and it's like, alright, well, like, AEW lately has been, like, fast-paced flying, or ass-beating wrestling, and then you do a traditional classic 90s wrestling match, and it's kind of like, Maybe either you need to do more of those at a shorter shorter length, of course, like more like a match you would see on like a RAW, um, from you know from ninety four, ninety five, whatever else, um, or not ninety four, or like ninety five, ninety six, or, um, or maybe you just only is is just it just sticks out because it's Punk doing it, and Punk's real in person doing that or whatever else, but it's like. It just kind of stuck out as, like, this is totally different, but, like, I enjoyed it, but, like, I wonder if, like, people that don't know all the Bret Hart stuff went for it the way that I did or not. I don't know. But, like, you know, Dustin, you get him running the ropes, and you see him doing stuff, and it's like, God, he's still fucking good. Uh, So it worked for me, but I see I see how you could be, like, "Eh, this is getting a little long in the tooth.
0: Yeah, like they, it felt like it, it went really long. Jim Ross was just so heavy handed on commentary. I was just like, mm. "What the fuck, man!" I was like, "Jim Ross, you see mind blowing shit every week, and then like you act like you can't be bothered when you see that shit, right?" And then <laughs> you see you see a spinning toe hold. And you're 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 ready to you know fallatio on on the the entire match, and it's just like, "All right, Jim." I, I, I get it. You you knew you've known over 30 years. I, I I get it. Bro, mm-hmm. like <laughs> try to get excited about the other matches too like this.
3: And you know what's funny? Uh I, I I forgot uh what what made me like find it, but like there is in um a house show from like 82 WWF um that's on YouTube, or not not the whole house show, but, like, it's Tiger Mask versus, uh, um, Saito. Sayama. No, no, it's just Saito. Yeah, Sayama. Yeah, Sayama, first Tiger Mask one, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's four, it's like four minutes, four and a half minutes, whatever else, and all it is is, like, Saito and them big-ass traps wailing on him, and then, like, he, he, uh, he does one evasive flip, and then he does a flip dive, um, on the Siamma, and it's like there's no padding on the floor, and like the crowd go like jumps on, it stands on his feet and applauds in the middle of the match, and like <laughs> is on his feet for the rest of the match until the finish, uh, where uh, 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 where, um, where Tiger Mask One ends up like winning with some type of flashy roll up or whatever else. And I'm just like, I, I you hear people the way people talk about like old school wrestling and and all this other shit, and it's like this is this is fucking forty. 40- yeah, 40 years ago. <laughs> no. This is 40 years ago. People are losing their fucking minds over a flip dive. And I, I and I like, and people are like, this shit never happened before. And it's like, oh, obviously I didn't because, like, I've seen the t- some of the Tiger Mask and Don't Make his shit. And then, like, you know, this, that shit was happening with me, me and Josh talking about, uh, about Alex Wright's daddy. Mm hmm. You know, and the shit that I have seen, the little bit I had seen him and how you're saying, like, there's not much tape, but, like, he was, you know, he thinks in his opinion that he was better than, uh, than, uh, than Tiger Mask 1. Or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, man. Like people always talk to try to get you to believe that they thought that Russ shit was real. No, they didn't. <laughs> people, ain't no way. These grown ass adults didn't didn't knew that that shit wasn't real. Get out of here.
2: They may, it no may have been
3: there more than now. Sure, but like in general, nah. People knew that shit wasn't all up and up. Ain't no way. So,
0: so they had um uh basically uh, after the match, Hangman uh, hey comes out. Uh for CM Punk, CM Punk he's gesturing, he wants the belt, and then yep. hangman comes out, hangman gets cheered, and um I feel like that kind of like puts to bed like the you know the the how's hangman doing like is you know him getting cheered I think is a very positive sign. Looks like they're going that way um uh, for for the next title match. Uh bring it on.
3: Yeah. Um this is probably like since the CM Punk, or sorry, since the uh, the title win, this is probably the biggest match he uh, he's gonna have. So um, I don't know. I don't know if they change the title. Like I don't care one way or the other who wins. Uh, but I'm excited to see the matchup. And I'm and I'm, in, I'm what I'm mostly interested in is like what Paige has to say to Punk when they go face to face because like that's what that's what Page is good at is going face to face to 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 get over and fire up in front of a crowd. Like I was um. I, I think I was going to tweet something to Tanya, but I, uh, I, I think I forgot, but it was like, uh, she was talking about like, are people like already trying to get the belt off of, uh, off of Heyman? Because every match I see him, this shit ain't no fucking way. And I was like, I just think that people like kind of want their baby faces to be like in that John Cena, CM Punk mode of like, this a person that can do all the talking in the world. Right. And like, that's not, that's not Paige, but like once Paige has, you know, the opponent, he can go face-to-face with them and fire up and get you to buy into the match. And, like, you know, like, I have no, like, basically any doubt or question I had about him, he's answered since November. So, like, you know, I, so that's why, like, last week we were talking about how you were saying there are people still out here down. I'm like, what the fuck is there to doubt now? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) I I don't get it. I just don't. He's yeah. answering every question. Like, if you would like him to be more feature on the show, yeah, sure, maybe I guess, but it's like Look,
0: that's not a hangman page problem.
3: Yeah, that's not a, that's not a that's not a thing saying like he's not doing well because everything he's done has done has been done well. Like, I guess you wanted more for an Adam Cole page or Adam Cole feud or whatever else, but like they told a story about about like, you know, whether or not where he's going to take it in his arrogance as far as his uh or his hubris as far as like him feeling like since he beat uh kenny omega like can't does he feel like he's untouchable or does he or or whatever else and like he answered that question when it came to that belt stuff uh in, in his matches with, with page he answered it like that was a story like if it was too subtle for you I, I guess but they told the story they told the shit like literally three times in the middle of uh their their, their television and matches
0: yeah um i i just hope people ready. Um, <laughs> I just hope people ready. Uh, I, you know, if it's me, uh, buckshot time. And, and if, if punk wants to act like Bret Hart, uh, I, I know somebody that, uh, Hey can act like that can turn this bitch up real quick. And he likes to drink. So, um, so, you know, after that we have warlow arriving at the arena. They told him that he needed to be handcuffed. So, um, you know the the geeks like walked him to the locker room while he was uh uh you know handcuffed and all that. Then we got Rewan commentary, we got Blackpool Combat Club defeating Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Brock Anderson. Darius Martin is out of action. I don't know why yet.
3: Yeah, but the, the word is it was uh or he let it note know, be known that it was like a non wrestling injury. That's why he's injured. And I was like, oh, that sucks, man. That sucks for him. He just got yeah. back. Yep. You know, and, was, and they were kind of like, you know, going, you know, easing him into things. And then like, he's, he's hurt again. Like, I don't know what the injury is or whatever else, but I hope he, you know, hope him the speedy recovery. Cause that sucks. He had just got back.
0: Yep. But on the bright side, this Dante Martin season can, can keep continuing.
3: <laughs>
0: Sorry, Darius. But, um, yeah, uh, Moxley, uh, Danielson and Yuda, Yuda comes out on his new gear. Um, they beat the fuck out of these three. Uh Lima already looked great. Yep. I think he looked Maybe great in a way. I, I thought he looked great in a way that I didn't think he necessarily did in the Danielson match. So I was looking for him to mm. fight back more. He did okay. it in this match, I think. Um I wouldn't have pinned Dante Martin here. I mean Brock Anderson's right there, but uh, I guess they figure since like he's the tag team wrestler, they can pin him. And you mm. know, I don't know if Brock's necessarily a tag team guy or not. Um, I know he teams with uh, Lee Johnson from time right. to time, but um, this is another, uh, you know, if you don't get it yet with Blackpool Combo Club, like they're going to keep, like,
3: making you understand <laughs> they're here to fuck people up. Yeah. And I got to say, man, like, the way they showcase all three of them, like Brock and, and Dante and Lee individually while they're in the ring with individual guys, like, that was really cool. Um, that reminded me of, like, something that would happen in, like, a some indie show as opposed to what would happen on national television, the way it was done. Mm. It was effective for me, and I really enjoyed the match. And, like, hey, uh, you know, we talked about this a bit when Lee Moriarty, I'm sorry, uh, Lee Johnson and, and him, Tad against FTR in, like, this short match on a Rampage a few months ago. Like, Brock might be just flat-out fucking good. hmm He might just be flat-out fucking good. Like, you know, I've seen him wrestle, like, three times, and, like... Like his fucking daddy. <laughs> like, he might just, like, Brock Anderson might just be flat out a good ass worker in, like, you know, because of how he looks or whatever else. It ain't going to really work in this era or whatever else, but, like, just off of, just off of, like, get his ass to ring and ring the bell, he might just be able to just flat out work, period.
0: Dylan, Brock Anderson, greater than Dom Mysterio. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they do different things, but, like, you know, yeah, they do different things, but yes, I would tend to agree. Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, really, we only got, like, the WrestleMania match uh, from last WrestleMania and, like, Dom's, like, first few match with Seth. That's really the only thing that, by, by all accounts, that I could tell that we really got out of Dom.
0: Dom Everything. is a fraud coming from Dylan.
3: <laughs> <yelling>. That's great. <laughs> um. Even, M- see, they, they see, see, see what you've influenced? You see what you've done? You see what you've done? This is your fault.
0: Uh, MJ does PR. He says, Brock's coming for the tough white man division, strap.
3: <laughs> you got to start throwing chops or, or, or you know, some forearms if you want to do that. Like, give him a match with Suzuki since he uh, on a dark, and that, that might get him there.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, we had Cole, the Bucks, and Red Dragon backstage. Um,
1: <laughs> they were popping me in the comments, killing Dom. <laughs>
3: so they do different things it's just that Tom doesn't do anything well that's, that's bullshit his flying's nice he does some nice flying is he is he fucking Vikingo? no but the stuff he does does look, does look good look maybe you've watched more WWE than me but the stuff I've seen and whatever else of him he's not as bad as people make him out they make him out to be like the worst fucking wrestler in the world in like at WrestleMania, he did not look like the worst wrestler in the world to me. I think it's J- hyperbole and people were like, Well, he's supposed to be Ray Rey Mysterio Jr.'s uh son, so he should be fucking Rey Mysterio. Hey man, L- there's only he one of them.
0: El Hijo day, Rey Mysterio Jr. Jr. <laughs> like JML says put him with JD Drake and say that Drake is JD Anderson.
3: That's great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh <laughs> JTN. Hey, why not? All of Anderson's fake Anderson's anyway. Yes,
1: yes. Even Arn. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh,
0: Dylan said Dom is so ass I don't even use him in 2K to job. Jesus. Um, damn. But.
3: What did job uh, do, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> yo, y'all so, so needlessly cruel to this man. <laughs> Is it oh. is, is, is it is it the Hermes belts that they piss y'all off? Y'all mad he wears seven hundred dollar belts on TV? You mad? Y'all mad he's selling? He's spending his daddy money. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> Look, you know we mad that that Ray out here. You know he's feels not... sorry for him. It, <clears throat> you know, and that man holding up progress. Ray could have been, you know, doing doing other work.
3: You know, that, that's true. That's true. That is true.
0: But. Um, I didn't even realize he was in 2K. Dell. apparently he is. So right, I'm right. gonna have to go I ahead think and um, in like
3: a DLC or something. You've been I'm, over I'm like a, he's Hogan.
0: I got, I got to, I got to remember. remember we used to do he's the worse Mick Foley. He Hogan. The, no, 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 no. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I've Hogan several several times, but remember we we used to do the Mick Foley. Yeah, to sell matches like I'm gonna have to, you know. I'm going to have to go ahead and, and give Dom some work on, oh, on 2K. So, you know, oh, okay, you can unlock him at the end of the race showcase. I haven't done the showcase yet. So, um, uh, Cole, Bucks, and Red Dragon backstage. Uh, Bobby Fish is looking absolutely ridiculous uh, with that, with, with his stash and the glasses, his combo is just like, that man looks like he's in disguise or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, um, O'Reilly said they need to turn it around as an undisputed elite. O'Reilly said he's going to qualify for the Owen. Uh, Cole says, no, we can't be stopped as a team. Everybody's wearing all black, by the way. Uh, none of the, you know, the, the goofy shit. So, uh, the Bucks are depressed. Said there's going to be a UE or a 10-man open challenge uh, next week. So, after that, um, like Cole said, he had other business to to. Um, and then uh we got a promo video featuring uh Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal feud Sanjay Duck cut some. I said some words and then Saddam, handed off to Satnam Singh. it said Singh is going to carry the legacy of the entire country of India. And then they're shooting Satnam Singh, like, directly underneath him. So he looks like he's 12 feet tall. Um, yeah. S- Samoa Joe said he's inevitable. And then Satnam Singh said something in Indian with the su- with the subtitles. I don't remember what he said. I think he just said, I'm going to beat you or, or your time is coming, Joe, or something yeah. like that. They. Lethal
3: and Dutt put him over like as hard as you can put anyone <laughs> over. Like, yeah, Dutt was like, you know, for years I've been I've been known as the greatest wrestler to, uh, from uh, this ever descend from India. And the next is him. I was like, God <laughs> damn, <laughs> boy, you do you, this? What you do? Okay. And then he said, uh, "What did he say?" He said, "Yeah." He, he uh, Lethal was like he dribbled Jonathan Gresham like a basketball.
1: Yes. Yes. and then they cut him to him, you know. Oh, bro, this is,
3: like, the way they put him over is, like, how I imagine Flair would have put over Nakamura by mission, like, uh, Fujinami or some shit. (laughs)
0: bro this is like this is like some gary hart shit like like i got this fucking guy and (laughs) you know i got or you know if we were bringing him to memphis or some shit Mm -hmm. and jerry jerry was like yeah i got this new monster of the month yeah i need to build up for lawler Uh or whatever (laughs)
1: like we got this guy from india he's nine feet tall he's he's the greatest fighter to ever come from there he's coming to kill
3: i said kill jerry lawler yeah yeah (laughs) um And we have no idea. I mean, because it was on, uh, it was on Dynamite. We assume it's gonna be an AEW, but like I don't know. Like that might be yeah. real of like, Who I knows? Don't know. Who knows where we get it and where? But like, it was a, it was some good talking on that segment. They they talked some real cash shit for that one. Uh, <laughs> we we finna see because if that he better not suck the way he yeah. was talking. Like they was talking like he was trying to put some stakes on it. So or put their you know credibility to it big time. I know their heels, so you know credibility shaky, but. I wouldn't be saying that kind of shit if if, you know if if there's any even a halfway chance he stinks. So we'll see. Feel
0: like I I feel like he's gonna be. I feel like he's gonna surprise some people, but we'll see. Um, So then we got the announcement of the uh, Super Show. uh, Tony Khan got introduced uh, by Shivani. He immediately brought out uh, Obari, and Obari comes out in a suit. Um. Tony has the same clothes on that he had on uh, when he did that Nick Khan interview, which I found interesting. Really, um, same same jacket and all that shit. And then Adam Cole interrupted on the on the big screen, and he said he was the one who deserved to make this announcement. For the forbidden door, uh, you know, someone who's a, such a big star in Japan as him was the one that you know do that. And we're going to get a taste of it, you know, the the you know United Center when he fights Tomohiro Ishii and the crowd goes fucking nuts um, because they knew they were going to see that match later tonight an Owen Hurt qualifying match. Um, I feel like this is a red herring. Everybody, uh, this was why when I heard this, I was like, Kenny's coming back. Those were the lines for like Kenny, essentially. If anybody deserves to, you know, uh, announce this show or whatever, you know, uh, been a, that's a magnitude of star in Japan. And then I don't think a lot of people noticed this, but like as soon as I started pointing it out to people, they're like, oh. And I'm like, bro, Adam Cole wasn't like a really a star to any degree at all in Japan. So, like, yeah, like he, the, he would come out to things. like
3: Russell Kyle O'Reilly in the, in the Tokyo Dome, that absolute silence. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I feel like. He's getting involved. Uh, like, Kenny's getting involved somewhere here? Um, Jay White's music then plays. Uh, people pop for that as well. White's pretty well liked in America. Yep, he said. And also, he's fitting- on his
3: best behavior in AEW.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> he said. It's fitting that he's here. Is you know the last major uh, New Japan event. He single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. Um, he said for the Undisputed era in the or Undisputed Elite in the Bullet Club, it was still their era. Um. yeah, Diogo makes a great point. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly was a bigger star than him in New Japan.
3: That's true because, you know, he spent more time there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. MJ does PR says Naito has definitely never heard of Adam Cole. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yo, um,
0: in
3: kayfabe yes but he absolutely does know who the fuck adam cole is yeah. <laughs> like seen the locker room. but yeah I, but i but yes that's fucking yes, hilarious yo, yes i hope like, yes, nice he, should doesn't recognize
0: th- he should kayfabe th- th- that
3: absolutely he no, i don't
0: know who none of y'all are like uh, the only person i know is kenny
3: like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> who the fuck are the rest of you like who like who are these
3: two the young bucks who, you don't remember who? them both. No, <laughs> they won like they won like they won the the junior heavyweight titles like seven fucking times. You know, I really? like,
1: I was on at the end of the show.
3: Like, like, really? Yeah, yeah. I, you, you were on those same shows with him, with them? Really?
0: Slipped by me?
3: Huh? Must have missed it. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> Jay White, who is that? <laughs>
2: like, nigga yeah, you wrestled him last year.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yes, night yes, Dylan. is like the Snoop Dogg club. Who? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, dismissive of Naito is, is is great. Like, we yeah. give Naito a lot of shit, but like, dismissive of Naito is, is 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 damn good.
0: Yo, uh, Jay was backstage with Red Velvet, Kira Hogan, Mark Sterling. I gotta say, man, the the baddie section is uh, won me over. It, I wasn't fighting to be won over. I wasn't really giving much resistance or anything, but uh, I, I kind of I like the trio of Jade, Velvet, and uh, Kira.
3: Yeah. Um, this happened. This started last week with 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 them showing up to the Batty Session, right?
0: Yeah, they were. in yeah. uh, the Marina Shafir match in New Orleans. Right, 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 right. right.
3: So, I, was, I don't think they. I don't recall them ever explaining like how Red Velvet and, um, and Jay squashed the beef, but I do like them three together. Like, if you make it into a faction or whatever else, cool. And call them the baddies, fine by me. It, it'll sell. Look, that merch will sell. That <laughs> merch will sell. It and, it, and, it, and it'll sell to non-wrestling fans. You can, put that shit a, you can put that shit in a hot topic. The baddies look, or whatever
0: you want to do. Look, yeah. you want to talk about casuals. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they said Marina's the can, problem. Can, can, Cargill's the problem solver.
3: Hey man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, just, just to go back, like, can can Tony like pay the the rights fee to, to, to play uh, that sweetie in uh in uh, Doja Cat, and they come down to the ring because that shit will sound off. If this actually yeah. is what they're gonna do, that that shit, that yeah, that would all go. That would yeah. all go.
0: So like, I I think the thing, um, like like Red Velvet, obviously she had got booed against Will Nightingale. She kind of like leaned into it when she was wrestling. Yep. So she, the next time she showed up, she was just bad. She was with Jade, and they didn't ever really explain it. But I feel like, yeah, like I watched. The people turn on her, so it's good enough
3: for mm-hmm. me. So. And also, it's like she was a baby face when, like, it was still the American or uh, the Nightmare team. And, like, that shit's no more, seemingly.
0: Yep. So, needs something for her to do. Then we got Wardlow and the Butcher. And I thought it would be better. I thought it would be better.
3: Yeah, it felt like the crowd was more or less just waiting for the power bombs to ensue. Like it, it, they, almost like they didn't want a competitive match; they just want Warlow just to just to just to, to kill kick, him, just to just you know crush stars. So, um, you know, it was okay. I gave it two and a half stars, but like once man, he gave him one. He gave Warlow that power bomb, and then Warlow got got his ass up and then returned favor. And, and that crowd, man, that crowd fucking loves Warlow. Uh, it's gonna be great when he gets his hands on, um, on MJF. It's gonna be great. Like I think MJF should win the first match, but still, just this idea that the match gonna happen and he gonna have to see him after all these years of this at this point. Oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I go on Twitter. And I see people say that like ain't no stories here. Apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. configured yeah,
0: yeah. Funny how that works. Um. Then Eddie Kingston addressed Daniel Garcia, a man who he has wrestled before and has been in a long-running beef with, uh, who he's going to fight on Rampage. He said, your stablemates won't be allowed in the arena. Why? Because there's been several attacks uh, backstage, uh, in the ring, out the ring, uh, with weapons, without weapons, uh, storytelling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he he,
0: he yeah. told uh, Jericho that everything he does to Garcia it would be done to him later on. Uh, and they set that up for rampage. We had Kyle O'Reilly and Jungle Boy, and this
1: was just okay.
3: This was like huh? I thought it would be better. I thought, I thought the crowd. Be I thought the crowd sucked for it, but like the work was, I wouldn't say excellent, but it was damn good. Uh, what did I give this? Like I thought, like this. Is, this is like the match that Jungle Boy is gonna have to have if he's going to be a single profile singles-type wrestler on his own. Like, this is like the kind of match you expect him having have in a TNT-type situation. Like, uh, I think the crowd... I think the crowd, like, was ice cold for O'Reilly, and I think they played a fatner into it. Um, I also think they were kind of confused that he won, um, to be honest with you, but, like, the work in that match was, was damn good. Like, I, what did I give this fucking match? Uh, I gave it, I gave it uh, three and three quarters. Like, that... Like the crowd wasn't into it, absolutely wasn't into it. But I'm watching the match. I'm just like, all right, I don't know what to tell you. They, they're, like this is some good ass wrestling. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think I don't think, I, I
0: think, his, I don't think O'Reilly's finishing. Uh, his moves weren't established really. I feel like, and um, it just was like, this first singles match. I think it was, or maybe his second. I think it was the first singles match. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, and but I mean.
0: The more O'Reilly gets in there, the more familiar
3: that stuff will get. So Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, he He's fucking he's a fucking surgeon. Like, Tammy's good. Uh, but yeah, like Jungle Boy, him and Jungle Boy, like, this is um I wanna say it's a real man's match, but it's more like a real technician's match, like to show him or kinda like you know, what can Jungle Boy look like when he's in his thirties and he's Jack Perry instead of Jungle Boy, right? Like, what could he look like when he, you know, he's not going to be around on the flying because, you know, he has some aches and pains getting up out of bed. And, like, I, I thought, I thought, like, if this is what it's going to look like, he's still going to be fucking good uh, without all the flying and lucha stuff he he already does. He's, he's going to be good regardless because he's technically really good already.
0: Yeah, um after that, uh, Christian had came out and him and uh, Jungle Boy talked stuff out. We had uh, MJF backstage with Spears. Uh, he, he repeated that he was a snake. And uh, Spears uh, produced another envelope. And then this time he gave it to Jake the Snake Roberts, who we haven't seen in a long time. Jake cuts a promo and uh, then all of a sudden Lance Archer comes in, uh, slaps the money away. So all he wants to do is fight Warlow, And then uh, it's time for Lance Archer to step in. Uh, in step into Wardlow's world. You know? <laughs> After that, uh, we had Hook. Uh, he defeated Anthony Henry. Uh he did like a little ankle pick, a uh, single leg crab. I showed Tony Neese and Mark Sterling watching him. So I got to think that's being built up for the UBS Arena May 11th. Uh, if I had to guess, that's in Long Island. That's where Neese and I believe, you know, Hook's from. I, I don't know where Hook's from exactly, but he's from around there. Yeah. Um, so uh, they, they set it all up. Uh, Dan Housen was ringside. He tried to curse Hook, but Hook just stared at him and then he locked in uh, his submission for the win. After the match, uh, Dan Housen said that he had it with Hook and then now they have to fight, essentially. <laughs> Hook ignored him and walked to the back. Crowd went apeshit for this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And at least like now we see why this is all happened. It came to a point. I didn't, I I thought I thought Dan Housen was still fucked up with his legs. You know, he broke his leg in last year. So. I didn't know he you know obviously he's been it's been a minute but I didn't know how you know how much time I didn't really reckon you know consider how much time it actually passed so um I don't think they're gonna have some real match I think they're gonna have a, a bit of a comedy thing where Hook still squashes him uh but yeah like it'll be effective cause like they're both massively over <laughs> they're both massively over Damn. uh and like in front of like crowds like they're it's undeniable I can't you know I don't I didn't like those segments but like they're in front of that crowd and you know, uh last week and it's like, Well, gotta shut the fuck up. I'm just wrong. <laughs> like I don't like the segments, but like the crowd loves it, so I'm just wrong. It is what it is. Yeah. Um then we had uh oh, I oh a- boy. Oh, yeah. I, I you yeah, yeah, alarm me for a second. Brandon Ingram almost <laughs> bammed on uh uh DeAndre Aiden. So, what,
0: what's the, what's the score?
3: Uh uh halftime Phoenix by thirteen. Oh, okay. Um, so Chris Paul, Frankie, Chris Paul, and Brandon Ingram both like balling in the first half. So good for Ingram. Um,
0: Frankie Kazarian was going to call out Sammy backstage, but then Scorpio interrupted him. Haven't seen those two together in quite a while. He said, uh, "All of his accomplishments wouldn't have been possible without Kazarian essentially cementing the Scorpio Sky face turn, uh along with like Men in the Year." Man, I love Competence James. Um. <laughs> And he said he, he, you know, he just wanted to ask Kazarian to do him a solid. And he said he'll give you the shot after he wins it back. Uh, but Kazarian said he'll oh, always have Scorpio Sky's back. They aired a uh, uh, a um, video for Thunder Rosa. She said she's gonna continue to fight the best that or AEW has to offer. Or she's gonna like, you know, I think she said something about she'll get on a plane and fight or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, she like, mentioned
3: about, she mentioned that she'll get on the plane. and I thought myself
0: hmm if you like me you know look look it look forbidden door
3: i mean yeah but there's you know and then there's also like forbidden door and also people that she's worked with before like it ain't none for her to like work with like dumaki ito again
2: Mm
3: -hmm. you know working off their 2020 stuff that got you know cut kind of short because of the pandemic and like ito's a lot better uh now
0: so after that, we got the Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara in the promo segment. Uh, Sammy and Ty Conti were in the ring. Uh, Sammy said he's happy to be a three-time champion. Anyone who doesn't like him and Conte, be mad. Uh, he said, you know, I see, you know, those of you guys that are happy for me, I appreciate you guys, but to the rest of you, and then, like, he essentially leans in, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, and then the babyface American Top Team comes out, uh, which is just incredible in so many aspects. Uh, they, I can't believe Dan Lever has taught himself into babyface. Them,
3: you know, we've been talking about the the sliding that Sammy in 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 Ty got, and we wondered like you know, compared that to what Cody and brandy want to do and all the talk about like how he'd never want to turn heel, and it's like you look at what's happening here and it's like well if he didn't want to turn if he didn't want to <laughs> turn heel, then what the fuck but now that you know now that sammy don't care about that shit and it's sammy like this was perfect and this is the right time to do it after what happened the week before and we talked about it and you know we were like they got to. And they got to turn hill. And right on, right on, It literally next week, they did it. Literally, literally next week.
0: I love competence. Yeah. Um, it, it literally just vindicates us once again. <laughs> <laughs> for,
1: for another vid- another victory, like Big Daddy Kane says.
3: Another victory. Oh, my God. Um, it vindicates us. Not, not Tony Khan, the Booker. Us, 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 the people that watch the Booker you know one day <laughs> radio
1: right here these guys oh man um but yeah
0: they uh uh basically said nobody came to see sammy talking to a microphone uh, the only reason uh we're not attacking sammy is uh for lambert uh, tonight he's all business lambert demanded that Sky uh get a rematch uh Sammy said that Sky can get his match if you give uh, Ty and Sammy what they want, which is a mixed tag match. And then he said, "Oh, it's going. By the way, it's going to be a ladder match. And then let's go. This like, next go, week or this week. That, this week, yep. okay. so, yeah. So I was like, He uh, the last time Sammy Guevara was in a ladder match, a the per- the person he beat was never seen again. So
3: <laughs> baby, I'm huh? concerned for
0: Scorpio Sky. Uh, you know,
3: so. Uh, Lambert says something along the line, he made a game bang joke or whatever else he said and, the, the,
0: uh, give you the pounding that your girlfriend is dreaming of yeah 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 so um, I'm fine that Sammy could not do that pounding himself
3: yeah uh, so obviously that's problematic right um, This this is gonna work like, I know Lambert as a baby face is going to
0: work. Remember, you heard it here. It's yes. going to work. It, it, and, the, and the groundwork has been laid for this the whole time. The whole time it's been, okay, he's been cutting. Like, he's almost been in this role where he says all these things, but everybody knows Dan Lambert behind the scenes. Like, is this huge fan? Is this guy that, like, has all this, like, you know, he's a huge belt collector. He's a belt mark. Um, and he, he knows all the stuff to say essentially but like now all he has to do is jo- let everyone join in on the joke with him this was yeah. going to happen i don't know how we didn't like necessarily say he's going to be a baby face one day because like i think people assumed the audiences uh i hate to say it like this we were more woke than you know whatever because a lot of lambert's lingo slid through like you know he was he was doing some dog whistling with, with, with some of this stuff in the beginning but was. some of that stuff resonates with people which could lead to a baby face reaction too because yeah. like the, the what i'm saying is the crowd is not like yeah. it's not one way or the other i feel like in that respect like and
3: you know we mentioned uh last week admissions like he's been going up against some baby face that you can just you know Give it to, and it was like, Well, at what point is this going to be where, like a hindrance to the show? And then, like, turn come to find out it's like whether either all along or making the change right here, we ain't got to worry about that no more. Like, now, now these people are these people that he was shitting on are heels, Man. so
0: we, we have to have him so, and MJF
3: uh go at it. Oh my god, I see, I thought all along that like it's gonna lead to like. American top team in it. Plus, the pinnacle was gonna like link, uh, up, link to, up to it, yeah, into an axis of evil. But now, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah let let MJ, or let MJF like strap him a couple times with with with, with a belt after you know they've gone at on promos like two three times and and MJF's had enough of that shit. Like that'll be great. That'll be great TV. It really would. Man. They would kill each other on the mic.
0: Yeah, like like would be talking about. Yeah, you're nothing but like like he'll say like. Like he'll basically do what CM Punk did, but like he'll say like yo instead of you're like Lawler you're lolling 70,
3: right, exactly. you know, yeah, seventy fill I the blank yeah you're lolling seventy fill the blank you're here you're you know yeah you're you're you know you're Pat Patterson here you're yeah he would just point all the dude, shit dude. that he did and whatever else like oh you fake ass Jack and then you're doing a Fargo strut fuck you like he he, yes. was, he, he yes. was just I, 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 I watched Jackie Fargo you're no Jackie Fargo yeah, like. <laughs> You like you, you? gotta be like, look, man. You watch that shit on the tape. I watch that shit on TV. I live that life. <laughs> this is my life.
1: <laughs> you talking? I live it.
0: Oh my god! Oh, I, I didn't know there was, was this much entertainment to be found in this episode.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, neither did I. Really. Um.
0: So, House of Black promo aired. Um as soon as Malachi Black comes on the screen, I'll be like
3: Uh I get uh, it. I don't I, know. I, I don't it. know, bro. It's, it's, you, it's, you got it, bro. bro. Look, I, I I get it. At the same time, you love Jay the Snake and Jade the Snake was doing the same it'd be doing the same shit. He be doing the same shit, talking in po- talking in poetry. And like I remember I remember before I saw that episode, you said, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But for me, by the time he got to the end of it, he said he he talked about uh you know they say Icarus flew too close to the sun. Well, um, the sun. He said someone was like, well, I'm going to kill the sun, or the sun dies next week. I think he said next mm-hmm. week the sun dies, and I was like, the sun, Phoenix. Oh, Ray Phoenix. Okay, like I, I guess well, that means Ray Phoenix will be back. Next or week. is
0: it Fuego del Sol?
3: Could be that. Could be Fuego del Sol as well, because Sol Sun as well. Um, yeah. I, I figure he may have been done with with Fuego because he's murdered him like five times already. Seemingly, you know, uh, all I know is like Fuego more,
0: better Fuego better call Sammy or something. But like, I don't know if Sammy gonna help. Like, you know, like I feel like Fuego need to try to align, you know, with with, with, with Sammy and Tay, or else he's gonna be out here getting his head kicked in by uh, Malachi well, if you Black. Really, if you
3: really want to submit how shitty Sammy is, you have he should have, have Sammy same- Sammy come out come out there to help him. Look at them. Look at uh, at Brody King. And be like, nah, bro, no. you you got it, <laughs> you, you, got, you it? got it, I'm out of here.
0: Uh, like I'm going with take Haunty Hollow. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Dylan says still better than Bray Wyatt promos. Correct. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> they're definitely like not taking up 20 minutes of time.
0: Definitely. Yeah, at least those are short, and they're and they're, they're,
3: like- they're shortening actually like they foreshadow every single thing he does actually actually, literally foreshadows what he does eventually. Like So, like, a lot of Bray Wyatt was like, I don't know where he's going to go with this shit. No Yo, idea.
1: And PR says, uh, Sammy Guevara can say, I'll pray for you, bro. <laughs> Yo, I can't laugh as hard as I want to laugh right now, but... Do you- Yes,
3: I can't remember buddy's name, but he's on TikTok and he uh, he basically does all these all these deals where, uh, he, you know, he 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 like he did this one skit where he was like, you know, he pretended like he was uh, like he was like he grew up poor, and he, uh-huh. you know, he like he he, do, he gets in the studio and you know sets his verse about how fucked up his life was, and then like, you know, between each each you know, bar or whatever else so you got to you know go and go to the next thing, and then like people. Going this ear like the student, like the manager or whatever else so like, damn bro, you had like that, I ain't really why you ain't tell us, bro, we would have helped you, you know. And all of a sudden you hear hear his voice going like, Shit, that was my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that, that wasn't me, that was my cousin as as fuck. And then oh, uh man. so then like he keeps going nowhere, Bark, like, damn bro I ain't realize you damn damn like that and then all of a he goes like this, like like praying hands, like <laughs> like that shit right there, like, yeah, I'll pray for you, bro. <laughs> Yes. Right here.
0: Good luck. Di- Diogo says Sammy needs to pull a last minute Ben Simmons. Oh man. Out of there. Like I, I think speaking if somebody of- wanted to act like Ben Simmons, that'd be those would be great he will characteristics yeah, to pick speaking, up.
3: Speaking of Ben Simmons, you are uh when it comes to the clothes or whatever else. You saw what Sammy showed up wearing yes. that, that crazy jacket. That foolishness. And I was like, uh, yep, he'll, he'll. <laughs> yep. Yeah, foolishness.
0: Like, look, and I told people if they don't be careful, like, like y'all gonna fuck around and push this man into superstardom.
3: Like- I, think at the, I mean, I think at the worst, we got ourselves a solid program for the mid card. At the yep. worst.
0: Yep. So, uh, and, yeah, I would imagine that match is going to be excellent. Uh oh, yeah, In a yeah, way yeah. that their other two didn't hit because it was bogged down in title changes and distractions and, and also whatever. Being,
3: you know, on a on a basic, like an e show. So <laughs> like, we had. You know, give it a good effort. No.
0: We had uh <laughs> I was gonna do say something else, but I'm not gonna say that. Uh, we had an Owen Hart qualifier match. We had Dr. Britt Baker defeating uh, Danielle Daniel Camella. She looks familiar. She was in NXT. Um, you know, and I was always uh the former Vanessa Bourne. Um so You used to be what, Rich? I used to uh be a big fan of Vanessa Bourne's back in the day. Um so uh, they had Britt come out with some players that I didn't recognize, uh, from the Steelers, and they showed Britt like kicking it around there. Um, they they were blasting Britt on all the social media with the Steelers and yep. Mike Tomlin, and it's Pittsburgh, yep, and all that stuff. Yep. So,
3: um, basically, it was uh, it was Najee Harris who was a running one of the million NFL running backs out of Alabama. Ah, uh, yeah, that made it over the last like seven years, but uh or really 12 years. But, uh, yeah, um, I can't remember who the other guy was, but, yeah, it was Najee Harris was one of them. And then, like, for the glove, it wasn't like some, you know, be- be- or sequin thing. It was actually, like, an NFL receiver glove with the, you know, the Steeler logo on the handprint and, you know, um, gave her the lock. John got the win. Um it was a mediocre match. Uh, yeah,
0: it's, it's not really much. No drama, really. Yeah. Gave, it, um, gave it like
3: two and a quarter. I gave it two and a quarter.
0: And then, like, Brick gets on the mic, and, like, after she hasn't been on the show since she's lost the title, right. she was, like, exhausted. Like, she was, like, sucking wind, oxygen yeah. deprivation for the first five rows, all that shit, um, and while she was, like, trying to run down to different do members of comedy. the division. Doing yes.
3: comedy while huffing and puffing.
0: Yeah, so she called out Ruby Soho, Tony Storm, Jade, and the baddies. And then she said she was going to win the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. And this was not Britt's shining moment.
3: Yeah, because it's like, it's almost like a new lease on life. You can finally be a babyface. And she goes right back to the thing of like insulting everybody now. I, I, so I don't know if it was with the, with the out of breath thing, and then like the, this could be the time where you just turn her all the way baby face like it almost felt like it was a wrong note for her uh, in this given moment but we'll see where it goes
0: then they played a uh, promo for serena deeb and uh shida oh what's that another like story with like women that's gotten time and a bunch of great matches and oh never mind uh they're doing a philly street fight next week so um i assume serena deeb is bringing the chairs and Hikaru shida will bring the kendo sticks And I would think the winner is going to probably fight Thunder Rosa at the pay-per-view if I had to guess. Um, And I would think that would be Serena, but we'll see. Um, Then we got the Rampage lineup, of course. Cole and Ishii, um, Swerve and uh, Lee with an interview, Jade and Marina Shafir, Lance Archer, Sepenico, Eddie Kingston and Daniel Garcia. And then they did an interview with uh, some of the Owen Hart women's qualifiers. They announced next week's Dynamite. Carl Sheeta versus Serena D. Wardlow versus Lance Archer. Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler. Sammy Guevara in the TNT Championship match in a ladder match versus Scorpio Sky. Adam Cole in the Young Bucks. And Red Dragon versus Varsity Blondes, Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson. Be there.
3: <laughs> he still so. didn't say that shit even, like... Seventy percent as fast shit. as uh, my shit is
0: now chopped and screwed compared to Excalibur bitch
3: yeah, and <laughs> machine gun. Like the only person that can come out here and, and do that shit faster is, is Bone Thugs and Twister. Like
0: Excalibur sound like a strip club DJ bitch. <sighs> um, move
3: on, move on, just move uh, on.
0: Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler quickly. Uh, next week it's a lot of people going crazy. Like there's going to be a super bowl of Bret Hart, um, references and Owen heart. People think they're going to just wrestle Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, beat for beat in the ring. Um, yeah. So should be interesting. I like these. I, I do like the fact that they did this like in a, in a, in a tournament format, you'll see a matches. You'll never see like you'll have partners compete with each other. So, uh, let's just see if it's better than BT 200. So, yeah. Um, then we had the main event, uh the Coffin match, Darby Allen defeating Andrade El Idolo.
1: And this was cool.
0: It, I don't think it was on the level of the Ethan Page match. It was um, but it was Do you it feel was a
3: rush cuz I felt that I thought I, that's what I thought. I was like I think are you short sure on get, time. It didn't
0: get started to like 9:46 if I'm not mistaken. Uh and it felt like they were a little behind and then they had a lot of stuff to get in there as far as the run-ins and everything like that and uh it was good, but it wasn't great.
3: Yeah, I, I I really liked it, but I was like, it's not. It, it, yeah, it's it's just not. What's it called? Um, it was not the uh the the uh Ethan Page uh match that you said. It definitely wasn't. I had higher expectation based off of the singles match they had a few weeks ago. Um, so I was disappointed. Still a very good match, but it's like it feel like they just rushed for time, and I didn't know what to, what the to, you know. I, I don't even think I don't even know I had a grade for it, but it would have been somewhere like the mid threes.
0: Yeah, um, they had Jose take the tax on in the inside of the lid, um, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of shit. So they had the Hardy celebrating with Sting and Darby to end it. But um, I, well,
3: I mean. They came out to celebrate, but they were on the top of the ramp while Darby and, und- and uh and Sting were in the ring. I was like, "Oh, they definitely rushed for time. Like this is, this is yeah. Um
0: uh, Sting, uh, of course, described uh, disguised himself as Sting once again, yes. uh, and imagine It was just, you yeah, know, awesome. It's
3: um, fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we had Rampage. Uh, we had Adam Cole versus Tomohiro Ishii. I was shocked this match happened. I was like, I didn't expect to be watching this on Friday. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I didn't think it was a super match or anything, but I thought it was like, you know, I thought the, the crowd got into it. Uh, word and, it.
3: Word is he's both uh, this match and the Garcia Kingston match. were both heavily edited and have chunks of time just missing out of both of them. Ah, uh,
0: okay. That would make sense because the reports I got were that Cole and issue was incredible. And then what I saw on TV was like, oh, that was pretty good. Right. Like I felt like there was something like missing in the cold match. I don't know what, but uh, the other one definitely felt like it was cut, like there was time cut from it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Like This was... I wish Ishii would have won. Uh, um,
3: Yeah, okay, so... I thought the match was very good. Um, uh, if... I thought it was very good. I think that, like, for the second time in, I thought Ishii was, like, more over than he was the first time, where, like, he had that first match, and, like, he had to, in the middle of the match, had to prove himself to get over, which is, like, ain't no really no problem for him, but it was interesting to note that, like, he wasn't really as known of a commodity as you would think with, you know, uh, you know how many people actually were converted from or started in New Japan to come over to AEW's fans, uh, but... This match, he came out. He was over. And he was more over throughout the whole match. But match, match is going at a certain point, and then like you know, Adam Cole finish. Like at, at this point, like the low blow was him. Like he is, he is, he is from the throne. Like he is ascended from the throne of Ric Flair. Like I think, I think, I think like either four or five times this year alone, he has won a match immediately with a with a with a, with, with the boom after low blowing somebody. I think. Mm-hmm. I have to I'd, hold on. Let me type it into my, um, into the search function. Let's see, AW. Uh, let's see, Control F for find. Low Blow. Okay, Low Blow pops up five times. Um, Adam Cole's name is here out of the five times. One, two, three. Four out of five. Four out of five times with low blow finishes, he's been responsible for them. Another one was Guevara uh, the other week. During the double turn. So yeah, that's the alcohol finish. Low blow, <laughs> and then Niu in the back of your dome.
0: Uh, Archer kills Serpenico. Don't really have much on that. Um, <laughs> Eddie Kingston and Dale Garcia. I kind of like this one a lot. Yeah, like um, and Eddie got the win. At, at the end, they fought each other pretty hard in this match and it was like, I would say check this one out if you didn't see Rampage.
3: Yeah, I like uh, both of those matches. I just want to give you the one of them four stars.
0: Yeah. All
3: right. The Ishii uh, match in this match as well.
0: Same. Um, there was a, then we got Jade versus Marina in the main event and I was expecting like a really bad match and then it was fun. Like, it was like you know Jade Ultimate Command. I thought Marina looked better than she's almost ever looked in AW. Like aside from maybe her match with Statlander, um, besides that, I think it was it, she was pretty rough. And but I I see like what they're going for with her. Like I I see the presentation that they're trying with her. I think it's just going to take a lot to really get it over. But uh, matches like these ones. because she like like listen to the music when she comes out. It's like it's flat completely charisma. plain, flat, like
3: just flat charisma or yes. lack of charisma and like she's gonna if she's gonna get over she have to get over in the ring or with someone talking for her eventually or her talking her own words but like ain't enough done on that end
0: right and uh you know jade comes out this is just an odd match like as far as like uh alignment wise because Marina sphere is not necessarily like trying to get booed but she's not trying to get cheered either it's like she's just kind of there and then jade's like jade at this point like i don't think she's fitting into traditional like uh, like she has the baddies interfering from the crowd or whatever but like you told me i was supposed to boo jade all right uh how's that work but uh i thought this was this this overachieved
3: yeah um this is something you throw in like the low threes of three flat three and a quarter um and you know for jade is one of i think jade's best singles match um and I thought, I gotta say, like, as far as improvement from, you know, week to week, month to month, or whatever else, I thought, like, when she was in, um, when she was stuck in a, an Achilles lock, like, I thought it was the best I've ever seen her sell. Um, and, like, that's the thing that's kind of, for me so far, it's kind of been the thing that's kind of thought, I thought, like, felt like was a limitation was, like, her selling was not good. Um, and it was still, you know, up and down in this match, but, like, this, I, seeing that was kind of like, okay. We're we're getting there slowly but surely, and once it gets there, and she start and she can sell, she can already get you know she has like, you know a lot of the holes and in the you know enough moves down to have a good match. Um, but like once it's once this thing all comes together, she's gonna be really good. I think she'll be really good.
0: Uh, Dylan says Jade's anti MMA campaign made her a face in my eyes. <laughs> I agree. No one cares about the MMA shit. Uh, same same karate shit all that shit that's related is like nah you know get in here and, and do do the wrestling but i don't wrap it up for AEW. so james i guess there's only one thing left to do that is hit the music
3: right so um, last weekend there were two shows there was a Saturday show and a Sunday show um, Saturday's show was in Kobe or Kobe um, you know notorious uh, Dragon gate uh, country so uh, <laughs> there was only like one spot in particular that stuck out to me as like particularly Dragon Gateish. Um. Is uh. But like outside of that, it was it's a pretty good uh, Saturday show. The Sunday show is not up, so we're just talking about the Saturday show. Um, Saturday show ended up having. Let me click over to um the Stardom section on here. Uh, opening up with a three way match between um Lady C Waka and um Young Mew. and match is actually like not bad. Uh. You know, they work the match, more or less, you know, one person, or two people in all time, Then they, you know, switch in and out of the ring. Ultimately, at the end, you end up getting Waka in there with Lady C. Waka keeps... Waka. Waka has, has a story in place where um, Cosmic Angels, and I forgot to mention this last week, um but Cosmic Angels in Waka, like, in all her matches, she she gets pinned in all of her matches, and she's in there, and she's getting closer and closer and closer, and they're giving her more kickouts crucial moments and it's coming. She's eventually going to win a match. Uh, it's very similar to like before lady C got her, her first win, uh, in like, uh, November or, or October of last year where it's like November. So it's like, it's getting closer and closer and closer. And, um, when she's in tags with cosmic angels, um, they're reaching a point of like, she's on the apron. She's the only one on the apron before they go to the closing stretch in, you know, their tag match that they always have. And like, uh, Tam, for example, like she was, she's like, I'm damaged. I'm depleted. Should I tag her in? You know what? I'll tag her in, tagged her in. And you know, she, she kicked out a bunch of stuff that she normally wouldn't kick out of and then ultimately lost. And like, the story is like, are they going to have the patience to, and belief in her throughout this whole thing? Or are they eventually going to be like, you know what, like, fuck this, you, you, you know, we don't trust you right now, you're gonna have to, you know, rebuild or whatever else, or, or earn it a different way, but we don't, but we, we're we tired of fucking losing because you get pinned in every match, but, um, that story will walk us up right now, um, and it seems like she's getting closer and closer and closer, she almost had, uh, Lady C, Lady C ends up um, escaping out of a move and end up, uh, giving her like a lift chokeslam, uh, for the win, um, Next match after that, singles match: Utami versus uh, Roaka. Roaka is working over um <sighs> Utami, got her in the corner here. over with close fist punches, punches to the gut, working over her legs, and um, Utami basically um, gets up, and then they eventually just start shoulder tackling, and it's and you know it's it's Roaka, but and it's Utami, but Utami is so damaged that like she's fighting from underneath, just like you know, go toe-to-toe with shoulder taggers with her, with, uh, with, with Big Rock, and and um, that was fun, uh, and at the end, ultimately, uh, Utami... <laughs> Utami fucking uh, second stage lifts her, and then gives her a bridging German for a win, like, god damn, she's strong. Um, next match after this, uh, you end up getting um, Kamatani and Azumi versus Kaguma and Kogo and um <laughs> every so often when Kamatani and Kaguma are in matches, and this is with a few people, but particularly with uh Kamatani, Kaguma starts up the bear pose thing, and then like you know, are you gonna do it or are you not gonna do it? And then ultimately someone does it. Well, in the situation with uh with Kamatani she says, I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. They start doing high-speed spots, and at the end, when they do, like, this standoff, at the, at the end, Kuma does this, and she, like, reflexively, like, almost, like, to block or whatever else, does this too, and then uh, does the bear pose, and then, and then like, Kamatani makes his fucking face, like, she, like, she's mortified that she just did it, as if she did, like, as if she just, like, uh, committed a sin. It, it's funny, every single time. Um, so, um, from there, and, and this has been going on in a few matches of late. Um, I'm getting almost a bit hell out of me just now. But um, <laughs> uh, they're they're putting Azumi and Kamatani together, and I think like they're building towards them being like tag title challengers eventually. Uh, but um, anyway, like throughout this match, they're they're doing these uh, tag team spots where they're both sweeping legs, coming off the ropes, double drop kick. Um, they both. Do um, springboard drop kicks coming into the ring? Um, uh, they pair off um, Kogo with Azumi, and that's really good. This is about the best I've ever seen Kogo. Um, and like Azumi is just like at this point, any match she's in is like three and a quarter at worst. At this point, like she's not, she's no days off. Second car, second match, third match, anywhere. Like she's gonna, she's gonna have a good match period it don't matter how much time you give her like the only way she's not gonna to get the three stars at this point is if you give her like two minutes <laughs> like that's about the only way you gonna stop her um so um uh ultimately at the end um azumi ends up um beating kogo with a uh, figure four um german suplex uh like the uh, the i trying to think who does that can't remember if it's Natsuki Tai or, it, or if it or it's a Risa Nakajima or both of them. Either way, whatever. Um, basically, it's like a leg capture deal where she like uh, almost like I'll send you the gif. I can't explain it. it basically, like it's basically a German suplex. Well, she also has one of her, one of the uh, one of the person's feet basically like up in the air and like basically just germans you back Uh mm. bridges up and pins you. But um. Uh, next match after that, uh, you get a Domino Mondo versus Oidotai Trios match. It's uh, Julia, Tekla, um Mai Sakurai versus Momo, Kid, and Saki. Um, and they did something in this match that, like, I've only ever seen them do, like, a handful of times. Uh, where, like, you know, everybody wrestles each other, and then they go down to the final stands, and then, it's, you know, it's the final two, and then the final two go for out. X number of minutes before someone gets beat finally. Well, in this match <laughs> and also uh in a in a cosmic angel stars match from a few weeks ago, uh, where like Waka was in with uh Kogo and it looks like Waka's gonna first win. Mayu basically steals the tag at the last second and is like fucking destroys Waka and gets out of it with a win. Uh, in this match, um, it is Mai and uh my and I want to say it was Starlight Kid, and they're going at it back and forth. No, Tekla. It was Tekla and, and Kid, and they're going down to the stretch and final stanza. And then Saki steals the pin and then basically comes in and just immediately grabs Tekla and hits, put, puts her in the fucking crucifix pin and gets the win. <laughs> it was basically like, oh, they're going at it back and forth, back and forth. And you know, the last weekend they had a tag title match of Julia and Tekla versus
0: Sakiism. Um,
3: yeah, versus a uh, kid and Momo that was damn good. And then it's like they're continuing on that story from the week before. And then like Saki just says, not nah, we're not. not nah, y'all just y'all just been wrestling each other, and so there might be there might be a winner loser. Nope, Come in here, flash, flash, pin, pin your ass, get you out of here. Uh, so um, maybe Saki, you know, gets a SWA title shot. We'll see. But um, match was very good. Um, second from the top, I uh, end up getting uh, God's Eye." Shuri, uh Marai, and uh Ami versus uh Stars, Mayu, Hazuki, and uh Ida. Uh as I said earlier, match starts with Mariah and Ida. They pick up where they left off in Suma Hall. Big strong ass beaten wrestling. Um then you end up getting <sighs> you get Ami in there. Uh I forgot um, uh, with Hazuki, and that was interesting. Um, they kept for some reason. I wanted to see it, but they kept Hazuki and Shuri away from each other. I don't know what that was, but um, they, by the end, you end up with um, clothing stretch you end up with Mayu and Shuri in there, and they're you know they're always dynamiting tags, they're always grading tags with each other. They beat the shop each other with kicks and uh, and you know, uh, dragon screw leg whips and all that kind of stuff, and just expert selling. Uh, so by the end of it. Uh, you end up with, uh, Ida in there, uh, with Shuri, and Ida's, you know, giving her giving her some of that power. And, um, she's selling, you know, and Shuri's selling over like crazy for it. But before, uh, putting her away, she ends up, um, making Ida tap with, uh, her basically like, uh, what's she called it? I think she calls it a Suzaku. It's basically like that, um, um, it's almost like a disarmor with like a hammerlock on the other arm. Mm, so okay. uh, yeah, yeah. She used as one of her five submission moves that she uses. So uh, the main event of this was uh, the Donna or Donna Romando's Mayhem Micah Mika, Hameka, and Natspoy versus Cosmic Angels. Um, this is their third. Match. Sorry.
0: Hell of a match.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I agree. Um, so just to give, give rewind and give you the full story. Um, so, uh, as, as y'all, as some of y'all know, um, Natsupoy showed up in, uh, on the October 3rd, 2020 show. Um, Natsupoy, um, came from Tokyo Pro before that. She was in Rest Girls, um, uh, in early before Tam left, showed up and started him. She was in Rest Girls. Uh, Tam left, Natsapoy in kayfabe or in real life said she hated Tam's guts and she'll never forgive her. Um, She ends up in, you know, at that time, Julie and Tam was the, you know, the big feud of the year in stardom. They bring in Natsapoy and put her in Donado Mondo and um, naturally they they had their beef. Um, Cosmic Angels um, won the Trios titles in late in 2020. Um... And then they set the defense record um, over that time at seven defenses, I believe. Seven defenses, yeah. Um, so <sighs> one of the defenses, I think it was a defense number to, to actually tie the record, um, was this same matchup my him employee versus College like Angels. They went to a 30-minute draw. That 30-minute draw was nothing like as as close to as good as this match was. It, like I don't even think I gave it three and a half stars. It was 30 minutes and I gave it like three and a quarter. I was disappointed in that match, uh, to be honest with you. Um and then um eventually like they got one more defense and then uh the next defense um the second match between these two um my employee got the win. So when they won uh Nassapoy naturally took Tam's blue blue uh trio's belt. Um and then um Hameka took Mina's pink belt and Micah took um Unagi's orange belt. So as is so before the bell rings or as the bell rings they start scrapping and end up outside the ring. You see the two people that you know the 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 pr- you see Micah with her orange belt predecessor Unagi, you see Himeka with her uh, pink belt predecessor Mina, and then you see Natsipoi with her blue belt predecessor Tam, and they're scrapping it out and then you end up with Unagi and Mike in the ring um, and uh, eventually it breaks down to where like Cosmic Angels gets the early advantage you get the heat on uh, Nasipoy, the old source a hot tag uh, and then eventually they get the heat uh, Mama Poi gets the momentum and then they get the heat on Unagi and um it's all really good wrestling. There's like one there's like one weird mix up that they made it almost seem like a work shoot like Noah thing at the beginning of the match between Unagi and Mina or Unagi and um Micah. But outside of that, like this match was just very good up and down um and filled his time really well. And then like basically like I don't know, last eight minutes, they just get to Tam and in, Natsupoy. In <laughs> And Tam and Nassapoi beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Yeah. Uh,
0: like, I, I noticed that with <laughs> Tam all match. Like, every everything she was doing with her with her kicks and her, her strikes with her hands. Like, sometimes I see her stuff and I'm like, man, like, this shit look, it like I don't like. She doesn't get like you or, or
3: like Shuri, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like, oh, she's doing like these glancing blows. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like over-dramatized. It was like, nah, not today. Like, she was like. <laughs> <laughs> she was like just kidding. like she did like a PK that was just like I felt that shit like all the way over here in yeah.
1: Florida.
3: Yeah, before that there was you know she did the the bicycle knee and she took Boy's fucking head off. Um, and like give her these big these big like swinging slaps at at certain junctions of the match. Um,
0: there was like a movie montage of like like finishers like. <laughs> Happening to people at the end of the match yeah. too, like it was like all right, you know, every, each person would hit a move on on um, one particular person. I'm like, and you think it's gonna be the finish, but it's not, and then it goes start and finish.
3: Right. Um, earlier in the match, there was there's a, they're set up for the spot normally that is just between, um, Hameka and Natsapoy where um, Hameka sit or gets someone in the corner, lifts them up, and then puts them in powerbomb position, and holds them up. Uh, facing um, or facing the opposite uh, turnbuckle, opposite corner and then like Natsuki gets to the top rope and uh, they basically do like a diving crossbody powerbomb combination mm-hmm. uh, this time they set it to do it with um, or it'd be a double powerbomb with Micah and Hameka holding up Tam, they thwart it and then they get to the fin- close to the finish and they actually get, get her up and they do it and ultimately like they, uh, Tam could kick out. They had to save, they made the save to break it up. And then they went into all those, you know, um, kickouts that you talked about. And like, uh, I forgot what the last kickout was, but basically, um, it was Naspoy um, had the advantage. Tam just kicked out. And then Naspoi, I think she kicked Tam, kicked her. Kicked the shit out of her and then Tam got up and like hit her with a with a head kick, and like, <laughs> and that's the point like collapsed, and then like Tam went to go try to make the cover, but like the bell rang before she made the cover, and like, then they basically they're basically on the ground, and like they they you know they grabbed her by the hair, and they talked about like, you know kind of full circle moment of what happened when they set the de- when Cosme set the defense record by going to a 30-minute tie. and was like, there's no way you could be satisfied by this. Like, you set this tie, you tied the defense record, but you didn't win. Like, we got to do this shit again. It was more or less the same gist of, you know, now that um, Domino Mondo are the trios champions, the same thing. And, um, like, I think, I think they're going to have to do this again. I think they're going to have to do this again. Like, uh, they went 30 minutes. Um, and this was the best match of the three they've ever had. Um, I think the, the, t- the second match that had the title change, I thought that was like a three and a half ish type of thing. I, 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 I'm trying to come a reason not to give this four stars.
0: I was like, uh, probably like four and a quarter on this, okay. maybe, maybe like four and like between almost to the four and a half, like in that, that middle or whatever, like, but, um, it was
3: so intense. Like it, the match was super intense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, I highly recommend it. Like check it out. Like, yeah, I know it's a draw. I know it's 30 minutes, but like, it's, it's, it's worth it just to see that, that movie montage moves that happens to see Tam's physicality. uh, And just to see like how hard everybody's working. Like, and And uh, like Michael looked great in this match too. and,
3: And like, you know, a lot of, uh, cosmic angels defenses, Last year, when it were attacked where the trios champs was like, it is get these two in here or let Tam start the match, then get these other two in here and then let Tam finish the match, and is basically like throwing t- like throwing Cameron at the end of the record to save the record, and like this match was not that like they basically said, you know, like Tam was in there like for a short stretch in the middle of the match, mm-hmm. um, and like it was basically like Unagi, Mina, y'all have grown over the last you know year and change whatever else y'all are a tag team that are now like, I think they're going to be on, um, on, uh, either a Diana show. Uh, they're going to a, Di- a, a pro wrestling Diana show. Um, and they're going to have a match. Um, like we're trusting y'all to be able to, you know, be able to do this without Tam holding your hand now. Um, and, they have, and they've improved to that point to where they deserve that kind of slack. And, but like, it was kind of like that same formula, except they didn't need that kind of that level of help. And then Tam still came with it anyway. And it was like, God damn, this match was just good for thirty minutes of just of just excellent wrestling and um, of traditional wrestling. Like, it was not like some, you know, between these six. Natsuo was the only person that's some super flashy wrestler. Well, I mean, you could say Tam with some of the acrobatic stuff she or ba- ballet ballet s type stuff she does or whatever else. But like this was just like two two teams of, of six people. Um or two teams of three people each and they just like they didn't like each other and they just ran it and they got heat on each other at different points and like the pretty girls were getting the heat on the big giants and back and they brought it back and forth in like thirty minutes like the two big, you know people that had the most heat each other, like beat the shot of each other for like the last eight minutes of the match and it closed out I, I was like, God damn this match was
0: I, good. I may I may have said this joke before, but my hemepoy looks like um like <laughs> Naspo is the older sister with the younger big, tall sisters or whatever
3: like <laughs> <laughs> she she is like low key the leader of them three she so she, is, like she is is like
0: those, those are my, like like Naspo <laughs> is our big sister or whatever but we just big <laughs> I get that vibe from them yeah
3: yeah um so um after the after the match after you know they they, you know, they said what they said about, like, we kind of have to do this again. Um, Oedotai pulls up. It's um, the same team that won earlier in the show. It's Momo, it's Kid, it's Saki. And, uh, you know, they're the next challengers. Uh, they also pointed out that, like, Starlight Kid was one of the defenses for Donald earlier when it was her versus, like, her with Roaka and Rena. And she's. She didn't say like I was with Jobbers, but she was. But she was like, "I'm with a different team. I don't care. So what? Like they're okay with it. So so you're trying to start some shit? It ain't gonna work. They, they're okay with this. Um, so um, that'll be a good match. Uh, and um, that's pretty much it for last for you know last weekend. That's actually up. Um, next weekend is pay per view. Um, it's Cinderella tournament uh, final. Um, so I did not. Have enough time to see the the translation of the press conference? I watched it uh, while I was doing something else. It had it up and saw some of the stuff that happened, like during the <laughs> during the uh, uh, the uh, the Shuri red belt section of it. Like, Hameka said something on the line. I don't know what the fuck she said, but like, there was a kiss between Hameka uh, and Shuri, yes. and um, after the kiss, like. Shuri didn't back away or none of that she was just like okay uh and then like her Mecca, like said made some reference to her lips and in the belt and then walked away and then sherry like looked at her and smiled it was like these mind games ain't gonna work with me i'm gonna beat your big ass when when the time comes i'm gonna whoop, whoop a giant i don't give a good goddamn about that kiss uh so and so like i, I think that match is gonna be really good and also like if you want to you know you if you want to you know be funny like Anytime there's a kiss in, uh, involving Shuri has been a, uh, in Stardom has been a classic match to follow it. So like last time that happened was what led to uh, that uh, that Utami and Shuri match from last year. So you know get get your tape decks ready.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, yeah, but I think they're gonna have a really good match. Um, also on this also on this card is um, high speed match Azumi versus uh, Mei Saruga. Um, Mace, that's right yes so after Rugo had won the uh that battle royal in Suma Hall she came out after um after azumi's uh defense for the uh against um Natsupo and Kaguma and said I want a shot and azumi said let's do it now um I've seen them wrestle each other before in a three-way match with uh kayo kobayashi and um that was on kagetsu's like produce show to retire her retirement show and like they have the chemistry together so like go ahead and put the pencil into three and a half or whatever else and like if they got more great but like you know you're gonna get a good match a very good match at the least um also on this show (laughs) is a future future belt match it is uh Hannon versus rena i'm sorry Hannon versus Hina. the other Hannon twin um that match should be good uh we haven't I think I've I think Hina's wrestled like once or twice since returning back since she got to high school got into high school so um you know it's Hannon put the threes up you know right yeah. uh, I think yeah. she retains um I think I think they're kind of setting this up for like Ami to be the one to take the belt off of her and is it, gonna, Ami gonna beat her in devastating fashion <laughs>
0: Hand on a walk in the impact wrestling right now.
3: Oh, never mind. I ain't Oh, gonna... oh man.
0: <laughs> I ain't even gonna do it. I ain't gonna <laughs> do it It's
1: late.
3: Oh man. Okay, so um pre show match is gonna be uh is gonna be uh dark yeah, pre show match is gonna be uh Waka and Ami and, and my and like that's why I think it's setting up for um Ami to, to pin Waka and then like say, Hey, I've been here for like a month. I mean I heard being all sorts of ass and going into draws with people I ain't lost yet. Let, let uh let me uh let me fight for that, uh uh Hannon, and I would suggest Hannon to say no. <laughs> but 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 she's a baby Run. face, she's not, so you know, I think that's what all gonna happen. I think that's what this pre show match setting up. Um and before we get to because uh, we talked about every match except for the semifinals and um So, and then obviously the final after that, but, um, with everybody else is going to be a, uh, gauntlet trios match. So it is the teams of Mayu, Ida, and Kogo. That's team one. Team two is Tam, Mina, and Unagi. These aren't the order. This is just like, I'm just saying the teams. Um, uh, team three is Utami, Kamatani, and Lady C. Team five is Julia... Micah and Tekla. Uh, team six is Momo, Kid, and Rawaka. And team seven is uh Saki, Death, and Rena. Um don't know the order that it, that these that the gauntlet match is in, but you know, the match is gonna go pretty I imagine go pretty long to fill time to Um get everybody in the ring and everybody, you know, his sort of thing. Like there's gonna be a lot more time given to this match than like the gauntlet match from the first night of sumo hall last or last month, mm-hmm. I believe. but no idea who wins, but should be fun. Um, and then, um, the semifinals of the Cinderella tournament, um, first one, Mirai versus Natsapoi. Um, I almost feel like Natsapoi has to win this match. I don't know. um, but like, given that she beat Starlight Kid, is like if she beat Starlight Kid, and then uh, after after what you hear about uh, the the word in the Observer last week that like they were going to have Unagi in the spot, Unagi's going to beat Natsupoi, and then like Bushiro said no, um, I imagine like they want almost like like a guarantee they're going to get a fire match in you know the main event and also the summer main event. So like, I don't doubt Marai, but. Naspo is just, you know, more advanced in this stage in her career, um, so I can see her just in the final. Um, but either way, I'm good. Like the only person I would really, It's not that I don't want to see them, they'll be, they'll do fine. But like the person I at least want to see in out of these four in this final would be Kaguma. But um, yeah, no, no shade to Kaguma, because Kaguma can go. But just like I. I, I have doubts that they'll actually push her. So like if you put her in the final, then it's like I feel like you almost telegraph who's in the final. But maybe mm-hmm. I'm you know, maybe I'm thinking maybe it'll be all be changed if she shows up in some new gear. Yeah. You gotta be we gotta be on new gear watch for her um this coming weekend. But uh but yeah, uh what are your thoughts on uh Mariah versus mm-hmm. Nasapoi?
0: It can go either way. Mariah doesn't disappoint. Everything that I've seen from her is impressive and it's like she's fighting for real estate and she's like why like she has a real why not me quality about her. So okay. um I don't know. I will take Mariah.
3: Okay. Okay. And then um as you mentioned uh just a second ago, uh Hazuki versus Kaguma. It's either way, um if Kaguma were to win it would still be it would be telling on it be telling a great story. Like you go back to Hazuki coming back in Joe Hall on uh, October 9th last year. And she came back to face Kaguma. And, you know, the story they played off of, of like, these two were were in the dorms together. Uh, and they both, like, left, you know, before high school to be in stardom. And then they both retire early. And, and Kaguma comes back. And Hazuki comes back. And she probably doesn't come back if... Kaguma doesn't come back, Kaguma probably doesn't come back if Azuki didn't retire in 2019 and to see, like, at that retirement like, how all the tears in Kaguma's eyes uh, as as Suzuki was hanging it up, like so, it's, it's a really neat story and then, you know, they win Tag League, they become the Tag Champions, and now, like, one of them is going to the Cinderella Final, like that, it's been an awesome story uh, you know, the the last what, seven months or whatever it's been, half a year or whatever, so um, whatever they do, like, uh, you know, they're gonna have a good match. Like, Hazuki's first match back, they had like a three and three quarter star match. Like, I feel like they can top this. They're both better now, or there's less rust on them. So, um, I think they'll do great. Uh, but I, I'm going with Hazuki. Uh, I'm, I'm the only person with like any kind of stakes in this left. Like, uh, I had Hazuki versus Starlight Kid in my final. Um, so, like, I'll stick with Hazuki. I, I had Starlight Kid to win, but, um, I just want to I had a finalist, so I'll go with my finalist. Yeah. Any thoughts on the match?
0: Um they have This is a cool match. Like they're they've been teaming together. Um I would probably go with Hazuki because it will even it out. I think there would be excitement seeing hazuki in a final i think the match with her and mariah my other pick would be interesting to say the least and say it's Natsupoy, then it's like oh yeah we're getting some crazy shit i think yeah i think hazuki gives us the better match in the
3: final yeah same here um so yeah uh between so who do you think is gonna win who do you think is ultimately is said and done who's gonna have the dress and all that kind of stuff
0: I'm going to go with Mariah. I know she has got a title shot before, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily for the red belt, it could be for the white belt. So It could be. Yeah. Um I'm going to pick Mariah. Okay. I had to do like a real tough looking dress for, for Mariah. <laughs> a
3: tough looking blue dress, huh? Okay. Um So I had Azuki as a finalist. Um I had um I would have put Nasapoy to be higher, but she was in the first round with Kid, so I was like, fuck, well, that, I, I had Kid as my pick. And then when she won, I was like, all right, well, cool, because, like, she just fill in the same slot, like, I, you know, and ultimately ended up working out that way, where, you know, uh, I, I think they're going to get Hazuki and Nasapoy in the final. Um, you know, I, I want to say after the... Um, after the February pay-per-view when, you know, you had the starlight kid and, in the Zumi match and the main event was, uh, Poi versus, um, Kamatani. We were just like, I, I remember at the end, I was saying like, what does this woman have to do to get a fucking push as a, as like to be a, 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 you know, a red belt, or white belt champion or, a a second or, 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 or secondary or, um, uh, main champion in any, you know, judge point she's been in. Like, cause I think highly of her, and then you see this—the match she had this weekend with uh, in that trios match, that closing stretch—and it's like, that's what I'm talking about. And like, I won't be mad if I'm gonna I be mad if any of these four win. Um, but I will be particularly happy if I get Hazuki versus Natspoy If Natsupoy and, if, uh, Natsupoy and or I'll be over the moon if either one of them win. But like, after the way I've been camp- basically campaigning and pushing this Natsupoi agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we pushing poi over here. That's what we doing. We pushing poi. Um, so um, that's what I would like to see. I don't think there's really a bad uh, answer for any of these. But like, if you know she wins Cinderella and then she were to become the next white belt champion at some point this over the next year or, <laughs> or uh, in twenty twenty two, like I think that'd be you know, I, I it's kind of like what we did with or not we. That's kind of what they did with you know Kamatani. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I would like to see the most. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the end of the show. I think, yeah, I don't think I have anything else.
0: One question for you, James. Yeah. Is Ja Morant the greatest dreadlock
3: NBA player of all time? <sighs> um, do we count a little small twist on people that have hair like this long? No. Okay. Those you got to have baits. Okay, I was saying maybe like Dwayne ones. Wade, maybe the Dwayne Wade, but um, well he has double twist, so I don't know if those are a lot though.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: Like, do we do we include the double twist in in the discussion of that? Because then I, it turns to like sure. RG three conversation from like 2012. I don't know. Those are braids. Oh well, I don't know. Like it, double I, twist ain't dreads. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it can be dressed if you just like say I, I'm thugging them out for uh, in, until the yeah. end. But
0: yeah. I don't know. I didn't realize that.
3: Yeah, they double uh, I twice. It was know. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. For now, I guess he's got to stick. You know. Maybe he should just go to dress. You know, because like, if not, then I guess like when Jay Crowder being like the top ten.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I don't. Even, I don't even want to think about this anymore. Like. <laughs> Nice.
3: Oh man. Um that's it of the show. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um, hit us
0: on the on the damn uh hit us on the donations.
3: <laughs> yes, donations. We're gonna update this donation uh talk now. Um hit us on the PayPal, hit us on the cash app, um go to the Rails Circle so out, drop us off with a donation if you're listening. Uh and if you, you know, listen on live stream, drop us off with the bits. I've seen I've seen some bits Sub. go up in here.
0: Um, and, uh, I seen the sub. I don't know what that means. I'm gonna have to look in the in the back end. I'm figuring yeah. this out. We,
3: we don't know what any this means, but just send it.
0: Yep. Send it. We'll figure it out later.
3: You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and be we sure draft to...
0: the talent and then we figure out what to do with yeah. it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've actually been doing that in that draft, uh, yeah. the MLP draft. Um and uh be sure to listen uh to other shows network besides Winter Radio. On uh Tuesdays you have Keeping a Strong Style. Um mm-hmm. on Wednesdays you have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Every Wednesday you have Norman Wash's shit. On Thursdays you have the Grave Consequences podcast. On every oh, sorry, not every other uh Thursday, that makes no sense. We never had anything like that. But on Fridays we have 8-bit suplex. Um uh, I forgot the other days, but you have Cuban the Strong Style, you have Great Match Generator, and you have AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later.